From the Clark Ford Studio in Oxford, Mississippi, MVW Digital proudly presents the Oxford Exxon Podcast. I'd say thanks for tuning in, but why am I going to give you a round of applause for something you're supposed to do, to be frank? And now, here are your hosts, Chase Parm. And broadcast school has really paid off. And Neil McCready. I deserve to be on TV. Welcome into this Thursday night edition of the Oxford Exxon podcast. We, uh, Chase Parm, Neil McCready, Neil Wet Rocking an Orioles jersey tonight. Is that a is that a Brady Anderson 50, uh, 50 home run jersey or hey, what, what are we doing? It's a, uh, it's a Cal Ripken jersey. It's not Brady Anderson. Trust trying to do my part to bring sports back. I, I do it every every week. If it's, if it's a YouTube video, you wear a jersey. If it's a on video, I wear a jersey. It's my attempt to bring sports back. It's all I can. Uh, I didn't notice we had the same cap on. Yeah, well, there's no telling by the end of this night what we'll have on our head. But yeah. Oh, that's a good point. It's that they haven't been. Uh, yeah, this is Orioles, Ripken jerseys, kind of old school. It's definitely going to be one of those nights where if you're listening on the podcast, you're not going to get the full effect that you would on video. As uh, we got some boxes, they're stacked up behind Mr. McCready over here. We also uh, we have eight different bottles of mead. Yeah, Mead, M-E-A-D, from Queen's Reward in, uh, in Tupelo. Thanks to Chris Wells for uh, supplying that for us. So we've got that. We're going to try them tonight. We've got, we got a lot of flavors. We'll, throughout the course of uh, the night, give those a shot. So we will, uh, we'll do that and more here. We've got a couple topics, too. So just hang in with us. We'll get to those. Uh, it's, kind of the, it's kind of the itinerary, whatever itinerary we have, which is usually not much of one, but nonetheless. So we got going on tonight on a uh, show brought to you every single day by the Oxford Exxon Highway 6 West in Oxford. Speed Pass Plus app. Use it. Be safe when you do so. Don't have to touch much of anything. You can pay at the pump right there with that app, and uh, it will take care of you at all Blue Sky locations across Mississippi, including the Oxford Exxon. And we are definitely in the Clark Ford studio. We are Clark Ford's in Amory, Mississippi. 662-257-1900 is the number. Call it. Ask for Corey Clark. Tell Corey. What Ford product you're looking for, he's going to send you a quote within 15 minutes in business hours. Right to the bottom line. No hassle, no haggle. You get your quote, and the rest is up to you. Um, you can shop that quote around. That's your prerogative, or you can do what I recommend that you do, and that's hop into a Clark Ford product today. You'll love the vehicle. You'll love the service. Corey goes above and beyond. He wants to be your car guy. He wants to be your truck guy. He'll prove that to you when you make the call, 662 257 1900 i put up a uh, beer garden today brought to you by the oxford crystal it's right next door to the oxford exxon and when i did it uh, my friend brett taylor of bleacher nation and onto waveland uh, podcast joined on the rafters music and food hotline the rafters on the water is open it's located at the sardis marina so come experience outdoor dining unlike any place in north mississippi the menu offers shrimp mississippi catfish platters along with uh, gourmet burgers and Louisiana-styled po'boys served on Leidenheimer French bread. They're open Wednesday and Thursday, 3.30 to 10, Friday through Sunday from 11 a.m. to 10 p.m. They have a newly expanded picnic-styled dining area, signature appetizers including zydeco shrimp, crawfish egg rolls, uh, live music as soon as uh, the governor, Tate Reeves, allows it. And uh, they offer a variety of fun cocktails, including their famous House frozen margaritas. They have to go and curbside pickup available as well. 662 712 6162. Oh, live music isn't still not allowed. That's a thing. 
Really? Uh, I didn't know that. Apparently, that is the case. Apparently, that is deemed uh, just not safe at this point because that would attract too big of a crowd. Okay. Although, if you look around the country, there's some pretty big crowds. Houston, Wisconsin. It's pretty interesting. Yesterday, the Wisconsin Supreme Court overruled the governor, and all of a sudden, all that, yeah, all the bars were open, and they were packed. Oh, were they packed? Yeah, I've been told that. I mean. I don't want to get anybody in trouble here, but I, I've been told that a lot of the Oxford bars. I say I, I'm, I'm holding my tongue right now, just for uh, yeah. for. I, well, yeah, I'm not yeah. holding. I mean, I'm good with it. Whatever. <laughs> I mean, I, the Oxford bars. I have been told uh, the social distancing thing is. It's one of the reasons that I enjoyed Ross Dellinger's story in Sports Illustrated today. Yeah, I'll have a food for thought up tomorrow that has a lot on this. But uh, Jack Swarbrick, the AD at, at Notre Dame, yeah made the comment and he's exactly right i've been i've been waiting for the common sense voices to come through and they're coming he says hey look these are college kids they're gonna go to the bars they're gonna go to house parties they just are you can't lock them up won't work you might be able to lock them up for a little fall camp or something because you kind of do that anyway sure but you're not gonna lock them up for five months i'm not signing off on that no one's signing off on that. No one's going to do that. When people say, well, we want sports, I get it. But they're human beings. You're not going to lock them up. And on top of that, they're 19, 20, 21-year-old human beings. You're not going to lock them up for five months. They're not signing. They didn't sign up for that. And when people go, well, when you join the military, yeah, but they didn't join the military. They signed an NLI to play college football. It would be one thing if they signed up for the military. Because you sign up for that. They didn't sign up for that. And they're not going to do it. And no one's, people are finally admitting that that will not work. Thank goodness. Glad we got past that. Because that was bugging the hell out of me. He also, Swarbrick said, the Notre Dame AD, while he thinks that 80,000 seat stadiums might just have 20,000 people in them, that spectatorless games is a no-go. So you need some fans. Yes, and I'm like, thank you, common sense. Here we go. Let's have some common sense. And he said, who goes first? Student body. Because that's who it, the kids represent. Sure. They're student athletes. Unless we're willing to go, hey, look, wait a minute, hold up. We're going to pay them, we're going to make them professionals, and we're going to give them a union. Okay, well, at that point, it's a different deal. As of today. And that sounds really complicated. So yeah. As yeah. of today, they're student athletes. Sure. And if that's the case, then the people that they represent should be allowed to see them play. He said that would be first. Faculty, staff type people would be second. And then season ticket holders would be third. And some people are going to get pissed. But as of today, if you told me, if you asked me today, is there going to be college football? My answer is yes. Yeah. Is there going to be college football in the fall? Yes. Is it going to start on time? I don't know. We'll see. Is everyone going to start at the same time? No. Are there going to be packed stadiums? Nah, no chance. I hope that changes, but as of today, yeah, May fourteenth, seven fifty-eight p.m. Central Daylight Time on May the fourteenth. That's yeah. those would be my answers. Yes, yeah, seeing it here. Um, the guy at West Virginia says they're going to be football. Wait, look. It's not like Ole Miss and State. Look, both have come out with some semblance of statements in the last week, saying, "Hey, we're going to have classes in the fall." Yeah, until you don't have classes in the fall, you're having classes in the fall. I don't know. So many people kind of got confused. I don't know if it's confused or just excited or argumentative or whatever it is you want to call it. I don't know. But 
planning to have classes in the fall does that does not mean no matter what happens by god we are having classes in the fall but at the same time yeah start the process plan go hey as of today yeah we're full go because here's the deal if you're going to have classes in the fall you got to start that now on preparing for that, telling me what it's going to look like and having plans in place to make that as safe and as efficient as possible when the time comes. So, yeah, I, they, they're doing the right thing. This yeah, is completely, completely the right thing. It would be idiotic to say today there's not going to be classes. Well, in the Cal fall. State did. Well, they're idiots. That's <laughs> politics. They're playing politics. Oh, and to, this is also this is Cal State, not U of C on systems. Right. This was not UCLA and USC. No, it's like Cal State Bakersfield. This is Fresno and San Jose State. San Diego State. Is it? Uh, Webb, thank you very much. Uh, happy birthday to Chase. Um, an update on Jolie Dunn. So we talked to Tommy West the other day. Yeah. And just between us, based on what we heard, Jolie would not be, unfortunately, in a position to do an interview. Oh, really? Yeah. I didn't know that. He has slipped. Uh really? Yeah. Nothing uh nothing new on, on Steve Robertson. Got time though. I think we have a minute. It's <laughs> today, May the fourteenth. Yeah. I kind of um, feel like I've sort of begun to exhaust the Rolodex. I think I'm getting there. All right, let's pour one of these and I will hit a little bit we'll hit a little baseball, then we'll do some unboxing. We'll do a couple right. other things. Where do where do we want to start? Uh, from you? the from the left. Well, okay. We uh, have can, se- can we start from okay. the right? Because I got a feeling the one on the right. That's the one you want to get through? Yeah. Okay, we have eight here. Yes, eight. Um, it's, it's a lot like wine. The alcohol contents are very similar to wine. And they are all chilled except for a Scarlet Noir, as Neil would call it. Um, let's save that one for the end, just because since it's already room temperature, we're not trying to beat it before it heats up, if that makes sense. So otherwise, take your pick and, and have at it, and we'll, we'll, we'll see what we can do. All right, so we're going to start with the traditional suite. Okay. Four years and then I realize that there there's some social distancing issues tonight. We've been around each other at this point enough to Well and I mean we're what, what do you do? We have sixteen glasses. We well, are being we're all, we're all handling the bottle though, is well, what people would yeah, say. I, oh, okay. Well I did get a haircut this week. I was very excited about a haircut. I got one too. Oh, that's good. I'm glad. I was I was very excited about a haircut. Um, let's see. Uh, I was going to mention something. Oh, Mark McMillan has basically got the Charleston Southern job, so I'll must be looking for a volunteer assistant. Congratulations to him, by the way. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah um, sure. I have no idea um, where they would go because here's the interesting thing. I wonder. Um. <clears throat> Do you have the dry one? Can we pour that one too? I'm getting directions a little bit here as, oh, we're, as we're yeah, doing Delta this. Oh, yeah, Delta dry. Yeah, let's okay. do let's do the dry. Um, All right, let's start with that. And we'll move on. I think we're supposed to have gone dry to sweet, but oh, yeah, I fault. wasn't part of this plan. Yeah, it was my fault. That was not a that was not a McCready issue there. Um, actually, kind of that one smells good. Like has kind of that. More champagne kind of kind of fragrance. So we're doing the dry first. Yeah, we're into the dry first. Um, sorry again. This might have been one of those um, podcast again. If you're doing this podcast, you're just it. It is what what whatever it is at this point. 
Uh, yeah, congratulations to Mark McMillan. Um, Corey. I don't know. I think Chris Cleary's got a shot at it. One of the one of the ops guys. Mike's had that the past. Um, he's moved that up. He's got coaching experience in his past. I do wonder. I do wonder a little bit if Mike plans that at some point he's going to have a full-time spot for the third assistant and then potentially hires in that way. Does that make sense, Neil? Like, because, you know, hey, I can pay a real, not, not a real, but an actual full-time salary if this legislation passes at some point. Yeah. So do I, do I get a third coach versus somebody who, you know, you couldn't pay, but you could get a volunteer kind of guy to just get into the business. I, I don't know how Mike's going to handle it. And we don't know what any budget looks well, like right I, now. I was going to say, before we get drunk, let me pour the cold water. Yeah. Until there's a football season, I mean, allow me to go into my North Louisiana roots here and tell you, ain't nothing going to happen. No one's doing anything with money on anything until football happens. So Mike's got a minute. Not that Mike would, but if Mike were to go to Keith Carter and the people at Ole Miss and go, I can get this guy right here for X, I think they would laugh at him. Like, come on, man. Mike's done a good job, everything I've heard, simply to have budgeted well so the volunteer gets paid right now because there were no summer camps. Yeah. There's some schools in the league where they zeroed some budget out and they're having to figure out how to pay those camp spots. Lots of schools were paying the volunteer assistant a significant salary based off nothing but camps, and camps are gone. Yeah. NCAA extended the dead period today through June the 30th. I anticipate that it will get extended through July the 31st. It's my guess. A really unconventional recruiting calendar and a tough blow for first-year staffs, Mm -hmm. bottom line. All right, so we're doing Delta Dry to start with. Um, It's a combination of Mississippi honey. It's uh, grape juice as well. You're looking for uh, some pear, some peach, some apple, and some uh, apricot, and apparently it all of my favorite flavors. A lot of pear, a lot of apricot in that. Yeah. Um, Not sure that's what I was anticipating. That is a good point. It's the first time I've ever had mead, and I had no idea what it was going to do on the tip yeah. of my tongue. There's a little more, um, and not really in a bad way, there's a little more bitterness than maybe I thought, you know what I mean, than, than a regular wine. There's like the very front end on the tip of your tongue kind of gets a little bitterness there. I didn't necessarily expect that. Um, yeah, it's just a little different than what I thought maybe it would be. I, didn't, I don't know what I expected. You know how you, when you think you're going to drink water and it ends up being <laughs> lemonade, and you're like, whoa. Yeah, that kind of shock you a little the same way there. Yeah. Yeah, it's got a lot. It's the bitterness that actually, as I drink it, it's kind of attracting me to it a little bit. I don't. I, I did not expect that at first because when I first had the first sip, I went, "Oh, that's that's bitter." And then I went, "Oh no, that the bitter is actually what I kind of like because it does have a little harshness to it." I like the bitter more than the sweet. Because you know, like I said, yes, my, my, yeah. my, my palate's going to search for that. So that yeah. was that was kind of kind of a good front end there. I, I, I'll, I'll be honest, that was that was different and a little whatever than I than I thought. So uh, you got a box? You want to do one of those? Yeah, we shouldn't drink the one that we've already poured. Uh, we'll wait in a minute. Okay. Yeah. Um, yeah, we can go box. Let's see. Yeah, just sit that one. Set that off to the side somewhere because we'll come back to that in a minute. This is from our friend uh, Leif Benson. Okay. Yeah, I've never really thought about this, but all the alcohol and then the sharp knives. Sometimes probably not the greatest idea in the world. Well, I mean, Portnoy cuts himself to pieces like half the time, so. 
As long as you don't do that and need gloves and stitches and stuff before we're done. Did you see his uh, YouTube today? Uh, it was yesterday. I saw it last night. I did. I assume you probably agreed with a good bit of that. I caught myself agreeing with Dave Portnoy more than I've agreed with <laughs> Dave Portnoy in a long time because that's not my not shit. typically the way you're uh, you're you're, you're going to go. No. Oh, we have a couple of caps. I told you that our caps would change. We okay. We have a uh, Commonwealth of Bourbon cap. Oh, okay. We have a Drink Kentucky Bourbon cap. Okay. Is there one that you would prefer? Uh, I like the red one. All right. Does that work for you? Sure. Okay. I like that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Thank you, Leif. Very nice. We'll get these on. Just give us a second. We are going to need the uh, traditional dry next, by the way. I have, I have a list of what order to do them now. Gotcha. So we will, uh, we'll get to that in a minute. So I might have solved this. Is, this came from, I was listening to a, a podcast. It was the, uh, speaking of Leif, it's kind of funny that this works out this way. What happened? Uh, Leif's an Oklahoma City Thunder fan. He probably okay. listens to the same podcast. I was listening to the, uh, What's it called? The OKC Dream Team podcast. It's with um, Royce Young, Andrew Schlecht, mm-hmm. John Hamm, and um, Brett Dawson, who now covers the Lakers, but he still does that podcast. And uh, how's that look? Good. Looks good. Sexy. So he was saying if a. Uh, you go to a friend's house and a friend says to you, would you like a sandwich? And you say, yes, I'd like a sandwich. Sure. Sandwich okay. would be great. All right. And he brings you out a hot dog. What would you say? I don't want the hot dog. Or are you just on the principle of it wasn't what I asked for? Hold up. So if he, if he says to you, do you want a sandwich? And you say, Are we doing sure. the hot dog sandwich thing? Yeah, because I think we've solved it. If he says to you, do you want a hot dog? I mean, do you want a, a, a sandwich? And you say, yeah. And he brings you out a ham and cheese. You don't say anything. You're like, oh, ham and cheese. He brings you out a peanut butter and jelly. You're like, oh, peanut butter Even and jelly. Even meatball sub. Okay. He brings you out. Well, yeah, okay. We go there. But if he brings you out a hot dog, you look at him like he's a damn alien. Because a hot dog is God, not I, a sandwich. I, I'm agreeing with you, and I want to fight it. Because I, from a pure making it standpoint, a hot dog is a sandwich. You can't call a hot dog not a sandwich, but you call a sub sandwich a sandwich because I, the bread's not broken. I, I'm just telling you, if I say to you, Chase, would you like a sandwich? And you say, yes, Neil, I would like a sandwich. Okay. And I bring you a ham and cheese. If I bring you a turkey and cheese, if I bring you a peanut butter and jelly, if I bring you a pimento cheese, a chicken salad, a turkey, a, 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 any other, whatever. You don't blink an eye. It might not be the sandwich you wanted, but no, you look the, at it and you go, that is a sandwich. Of any option that you could if potentially bring If I bring you bring a damn chili dog, you look at me like I've lost my freaking mind because a hot dog is not a sandwich. But what is it? A hot dog. But explain from a dynamic standpoint of how you make it, why it's different. Because it is a hot dog. That's, that's not an answer. You're doing the parental because I said so. The people, our people, who normally would agree with you, are all agreeing with me. <laughs> Your 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 anecdotal evidence is very is very convincing. However, from a scientific standpoint, you can't tell me the difference. 
Oh, we're going to go to science now. And this time, really? All right, Fauci. I'm siding with the epidemiologist, okay? That's what I'm saying. (laughs) I mean, that is a good point, too. Hey, that's a good point. JM calls us both morons. Maybe right here. He goes, the hot dog technically only describes the meat, not the bun. Although we describe hot dog term to include the bun. Is that true? Do you think that's accurate? I don't. It might be, but I mean, conventionally, if I tell, if if you say to somebody, "Hey, I'd like a hot dog," and he brings you out a hot dog bun without the wiener, you're like, "What the hell is this?" Yeah, that's just a wiener. Yeah, or that's just a bun. <laughs> yeah. Somebody said my hat looks like a Rockford Peaches hat. I would, I'd, I'd rock a Rockford Peaches hat. I'd it be does kind of look Peaches like that. It, it, I'm not. Yeah, is a cheeseburger a sandwich? No, a cheeseburger is a cheeseburger. The hamburger with cheese. So because it has ground beef, it's not a... I still don't know why people like you have to make it so damn complicated. Is a po' boy a sandwich? Yeah. Because it's meat on a bread. Meat on bread. Yeah, so is a hot dog. The Oxford Exxon podcast is also brought to you by the Iron Horse Grill. It specializes in on-site large event catering for up to 250 people and off-site full catering services, especially beverage catering. One day we're going to get back to normal when we do. A lot of parties to catch up on. A lot of get-togethers uh, that will need to take place, that will want to take place. Wedding receptions, rehearsal dinners, graduation celebrations, and more. And the Iron Horse Grill is your answer to be able to enjoy that moment. It's a one-stop shop for beverage services for a 250 to 500-person wedding or even a 3,500-person gala. It's the largest beverage caterer in Mississippi. It can service the entire state. So call Sarah Black at 601-398-0151 for your catering needs and knock that off your worry list. Let the Iron Horse Grill make your event one that is memorable forever. Uh, We're also brought to you by Dead Soxie. We've been telling you about this is an incredibly strange time. We're all living in millions of us all over the world have been impacted by these unusual events. And the Dead Soxie team hasn't been immune to that situation either. Uh, they've uh, faced some tough choices, and what they've done is instead of cutting costs and jobs, they're thinking about things a little differently. They want to keep their team intact, paid, and employed, and they need your help to make it happen. In the spirit of people helping people, they've decided to run a first-of-its-kind support sale. They have slashed their prices site-wide, $6, $9, $11 a pair. They'd rather you get their socks discounted so they can keep paying their team Rather than worrying about margins at times like this, it's deadsoxy.com, D-E-A-D-S-O-X-Y.com. We're also brought to you by Nest and Wild. Sleep better with the Nest and Wild mattress. It's a Mississippi-based mattress company making a high-quality mattress delivered right to your door. They make buying a new mattress easy. Every Nest and Wild mattress is one foot thick, giving you comfort and support that will last a lot of online brands sell an 8-inch or 10-inch mattress, but not Nest and Wild. Everyone is 12 inches thick. They're all American-made, and it's a uh, fantastic deal because we're throwing in a podcast discount. Go to nestandwild.com, order your mattress, enter the podcast code REBEL20, that's REBEL20, get 20% off your purchase. Your mattress will arrive at your door in three to five days. Brought to you by Pinnacle Trust, Pinnacle Trust. Based in Madison, Mississippi, they've got clients in more than 20 states, advisors in multiple states as well. Founded in 1997, Pinnacle Trust provides detailed, specialized investment management, financial planning, retirement planning for individuals and businesses, and much more. At Pinnacle Trust, investing is treated like a commodity. Decisions are made using objective information and research, not emotions. 
So regardless of your level of wealth, Pinnacle Trust will sit down with you, listen to your goals, study your expenses, and put forth a comprehensive, detailed financial and retirement plan built just for you. Cookie cutter financial planners put you in a box. Pinnacle Trust builds a box just for you. To learn more, go to Pintrust.com. That's P-I-N-N-Trust.com. Mention you heard about Pinnacle Trust on the podcast. You'll get 10% off your first year's fees. And we're brought to you by Grenada Nissan. If you're in the market for a Nissan vehicle, Grenada Nissan's the place to go. They've got a complete selection of new and previously owned Nissan vehicles. Great lease deals as well. Been with us a long time. We'd appreciate you staying uh, loyal to them as well here in these weird times. You're in a, you, you want a Nissan vehicle, Grenada Nissan is where you need to head. It's GrenadaNissanUSA.com. You got Avery. Again, anecdotal. You got Avery on your side. It's you and Avery against the entire <laughs> group. Right yeah. You circumstantially put me in a weird spot. That's what you did, okay? It's kind of like the, I mean, not to get off on the political thing, it's it's kind of like when the people do the the thing with the COVID, like when it's that the 80-something-year-old person on hospice yeah. who was had days to live and in a nursing home that's inundated with coronavirus gets it okay. and then dies, and they say it's a COVID death. Well, it's not. Okay. All right, traditional dry. It's uh, 13% alcohol. Um, it is chilled. It says it is a unique mead that is made with 100% honey. Um, what makes it unique is that uh, it tastes like cotton candy going into the fermenter. However, it produces wonderful floral and spice notes when it finishes along with a, a hint of citrus and banana off the nose. So, oh. banana. We went went into a weird spot for McCready over here. Yeah, your people are like, can you replace McCready <laughs> real quick with like anyone on the planet? Where's Pat Forty tonight? I like that better. The bitterness is on the back end this time. It yeah. was on the front last time and hit you right on the edge of the tongue. This time it's almost kind of a it, it's a I mean there's no bite necessarily, but it's 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 on the back end. I do smell the banana as I bring it up to my. You do you yeah you can yeah, smell the banana. It, yeah. it, it smells like a. A very ripe banana, like that real pungent banana. Siri thinks I'm talking to her. She's looking up bananas. That's but be- that's better. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I'm, My Siri I'm, knew not to do anything with banana. Is that a is that a is that a bad word with your Siri? My Siri and I know each other, and she knows that I'm not eating bananas. That's yeah. I'm it's okay. Yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. Better than the. Better than the first one. Again, that was the traditional dry. Uh, we're going to do... We're doing Scarlet next. That is the red. The the, the, the warm one. Or the room temperature uh, one, I think. I see it. Yep. I believe that's what we have. So we'll do that in a minute. But um, nonetheless... <laughs> they say my cap looks like a Ruby Tuesday's cook. <laughs> it does. <laughs> it does look like a fast food cap. Uh, it, it looks like... It, it, could be, it could be rallies or steak and shake or anything right there on the middle... <laughs> That it absolutely could. Uh, that's that that that's good. Oh God! Oh, uh, did you talk to our uh, our our sommelier or our wine person for the for that one? Are we getting that set up at some point. Uh, remember, we're waiting for uh, waiting for. Th- that's right. Okay, we're all good to go. That, Just balls, get a that ball's in your court okay. right now. All right, good enough. That's a that's a good point. You want to do another box? What do you want to do? Yeah, sure. We can do a box. You want to do a box? A knockoff Whataburger hat. 
does have a certain Whataburger feel to it. I think I know what this is because I think this is one of the... We have two where I've been given instructions. We have two? Yep. Where I was... Not to release names for privacy purposes. Oh, okay. Gotcha. Because it's illegal? I think one because it's illegal and another just... Just because... No, it's bad pod. We're waiting on Neil to get it open. Well, it's well it's boxed. Well boxed. It's from Amazon. Uh, yes. Okay. Uh, it doesn't matter. Uh, no, it is not from Amazon. It doesn't even matter a little bit. It's from Strawberry Plains, Tennessee. Okay. Incredibly well boxed, which tells me that it is likely what well, I suspected it. While Neil is doing that, um, the other bit of baseball news from the week is um, Connor Walsh in the transfer portal. He was a uh, top 50 prospect out of high school. He will transfer to another school. Just, just didn't work out. Uh, couldn't seem to make the transition transition very well. I think that uh, now more than ever, players are being honest with themselves. Schools are being honest with the players, and they are trying to make the best decisions for all involved because of rosters and because of just, uh, you know, it's tough right now. So, um I think that that's what that is. Um, Knox LaPosser is also in the transfer portal. However, I do not expect him to leave. I think that is a a test in the waters. I think there's some technicality involved here. I, I do not expect Knox to be off the roster. So, uh, Ole Miss USMC, USMC says, um, who's playing shortstop? That's a heck of a question. Um, I don't know. A freshman would have as much of a chance right now as any time. They potentially could move somebody over. They've got a lot of infielders. However, there's not that prototypical guy waiting in the wings, which is the first time in a while. Ole Miss has kind of had a real set schedule as far as who's going to play shortstop for a number of years now, and that's that, That's not the case. I'll let me pour more cold water. Oh, that's probably hot water for Ole Miss, cold water for somewhere else. Sure. So many baseball programs are going to have to shut down that there will be lots of people in the transfer. Program. Oh, you think so? Yes. You think the smaller schools will end up killing baseball, at least for a time period? I mean, let's let's play this out, sure, right? Yeah. So let's look at Ole Miss. Uh, Akron today killed yeah. men's golf, women's tennis, and cross country. I believe are the three they killed. So let's look at Ole Miss if if they have to socially distance the season. You take Corona out of this for a minute, and I told you that hey, Ole Miss and this when they play Southeast Missouri or whoever they play in week mm-hmm. two, they have sixteen thousand people in the stadium. We would have all been going, oh, my God, how the hell are they going to pay the bills? Well, that's what they're saying. And if Ole Miss is saying it, what the hell is Middle Tennessee saying? Yeah. ULM, mm-hmm. Louisiana Lafayette, schools like that, when they have to socially distance their football stadium in addition to not having a TV deal? Mm-hmm. The elite of college baseball will have more – if there's a season, and I think there will be – the elite of college baseball will have more talent per capita than ever before. Kids that didn't go pro because the pros didn't have a draft and kids that would have been at, I mean, think about it. The the Friday starter at a lot of these small schools is pretty good. Mm-hmm. A lot of those schools are going to shut it down. Oh, I could see open season only. Yeah, like that, that ace, that those guys that when you're the one, you don't want to see the four in the regional because of that dude. That dude might be looking for a home. It'll be a lot of that dude. Yeah. Might be 50 of them. Mm-hmm. 
Think about that for a minute. Real. Yeah. All right. What we got? Ah, we have a uh, we have a bottle of Woodford Reserve Double Oak, which is a fantastic Double Oak is fantastic, fantastic bourbon, and that is a barrel pick. It appears Christie's Liquor Store. Uh, yeah, that's pick. a barrel pick. Yes, yes, indeed. How about that? Yeah, that's a good that bottle right nice. there. Now that's a good one. The Double Oak is fantastic. From a from a something you can find that's a little different that is that is exceptional. That's one of them. It, it it's it's really good. Yeah, it's absolutely great. So that's a that's uh, awesome. That's a good one there. Uh, Scarlet next. We put this away so we're not spilling yep. equipment. Okay, it's kind of my one fear about these next couple of things. Where is where is Christie's out of? Where is this liquor store? Strawberry Hills, oh, Tennessee. Okay, that's right. Okay, yeah, yeah, yeah. All right. Scarlet. Yeah, Scarlet, the, the the one that is not chilled. Can we open the Woodford? If you'd like to open the Woodford. I would like to open the Woodford. Okay. I don't know why I asked permission. I'm sure. You want me to get it open? I'm working on it. You do wonder, like a school like South... You and I talked about this earlier today. You do wonder about a school like Southeast Missouri. I don't know what the Ole Miss contract is. I would guess six, seven hundred thousand. 700000 I might be way over. I might be way under. I don't know. It's a guess. I haven't looked at their schedule. It's probably one of their two real big money games. Mm-hmm. Is that enough money for them to yeah, keep going? Yeah, I asked that earlier today. Like, what? Where does that fall in a budget standpoint? Of hey, that makes something worth it, or does it not? And I, 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 I don't, don't know. know. Yeah. I'd love to know. And what do those contracts look like as far as hey, do we need capacities? Do we need certain things on our end? Yeah. To have to pay that amount of money. Well, you wonder if Ole Miss looks at it and goes, okay, well, look, if we can only have one quarter of the stadium full, we need to go back and renegotiate with you on what we're paying you. Hell, I don't know. Yeah. I mean, there's a lot lot there. I mean, there's people, Keith Carter said this, there are people that think, hey, you know, we're going to go to CBS and ESPN and renegotiate our TV deals and get even more money. And they might. Mm -hmm. Or the networks might say, yeah, but we signed up for the band and the cheerleaders and the full crowd and the pageantry and the nuttiness, and we're not getting that. Yeah. Hell, I don't know. All right, we've got a uh, we've got again. Honey is the big thing with me. So you're gonna get honey in all these, um, as, as far as I'm aware of. And this is mixed with a California Pinot. Um, they're fermented together. Um, starts like a starts with like a Pinot, but then finishes smooth um, with a uh, slightly sweet mouthfeel. Says that it is a uh, crossover and a great introduction to me for traditional wine drinkers um, who are uh, trying to see if they uh, if they prefer this type of of alcoholic beverage, so that's the uh, definitely get a lot of a lot of red wine on the on the nose. It's pretty good, actually. Of the ones we've had, that's my favorite. Oh, that's I'm getting a ton of Pinot in that, and yeah. just enough kind of honey to kind of go, hey, that's yeah. that's all right. No, Man. that's all right. That's, yeah, that's good. That's, that's actually good. more than all right. Yeah, that's, that's good. That's that's solid. Again, this is the Scarlet Noir. Um, we're looking at thirteen percent alcohol on uh, on this one. 
Yeah, by far the favorite. Um, it, it, every oh, yeah. new one we try has been better than the, the previous one to this point. Yeah, this one, this that's, one's gonna be hard to beat. That's a that's, that's good. That's a good that's one. that's leader in the clubhouse by yeah, several strokes. If I'm that one, I feel pretty good about things right now as I as I head on in for for lunch. So we'll see. That was good. I mean, that one probably could take its. Uh, cleats off and spikes off and put its clubs up <laughs> you feel good about that Got one a all shot the way. to win all right we're going to the uh the ruby next um that's the one we already poured right no this is uh i believe this is the one is it the cranberry and and orange or something like that is oh that, is that? the ruby i was looking for yeah. r-u-b-y and this yeah. is r-u-b-e-e that is correct i believe that's gotcha. the, yeah that's fine i don't know why i'm having a hard time getting the uh bourbon open but there it goes. You're struggling opening bourbon, huh, now? No, I'm okay. <laughs> Laura just asked if she needs to put a bucket by the bed. <laughs> I don't think. Uh, We're okay. Um. Uh, this is not Game 7, 2016. All right, getting that done. Sorry, are you pouring the Woodford 2 at the moment? Is that oh, what you're doing? Oh, yeah, yeah. Would you like that, me to pour you some? Uh, I'm going to get through. I'm, I, I don't want to mix. That, that's that's a little weird for me, like from a palate standpoint. All right, you're probably right. Yeah, I, I don't need that I, that I need bourbon and, and meat at the same time. Got it open, though, so, yeah. People when we listen to this podcast tomorrow going, I don't know what they're doing. I have no well, idea. You know, that's, that's kind okay. of what happens though. That's, that, that's, that, that's the price you pay for not watching the show. I mean, that's that. Sorry. I mean, life's not fair sometimes. Yeah. You should watch. You should be one of the thousands in attendance right now. <laughs> Webb says the Rona calls Neil to give out his address and then later enters AA. Damn that Rona. Well, now, look, that's not wrong. You're not. You're not. Well, the first part. The first part is true. The second part, we're, we're working to prevent that, but. Need a football season, I'll tell you that, Webb. Let's see. <laughs> Don't, uh, have I ever. <laughs> I'm sorry. There's again. If you're in the pot, if you're just listening to the podcast, you're missing uh, missing things from the sp- from the from the thread. This is the ruby. All right, we got honey with. Um, let's see, it's gonna be a little tart. We got some cranberries. Um, it looks like it's pretty bold cranberry f- flavor. And then we got some orange, uh, some spice. Got some uh, wildflower Mississippi honey. Um, so you're gonna get some sweet and some tart. And uh, this one that uh, looks like maybe holidays would be when they. Talk about you have it year round, but maybe this might be kind of a holiday sort of sort of deal. So that's what uh what this is. Okay. Hardly any nose on this at all. Like you're smelling bourbon. Uh, oh no, it's, you, oh, you got you just got it in a bourbon glass. Yeah. Oh, okay. oh what was I doing? Good what are you doing? You. I don't know. Because now what are you gonna? I'll have to go rinse it out. Well, you can put it in one of our other cup. I mean, all right, we'll figure it out. It's gonna be all right, isn't it? Yeah. If you're into sweet or any kind of flavored alcohol, you'll really like this. You know what I mean? Like yeah. it, there, there yeah. is a refreshing something to. I, I see. I'm not getting. 
I'm not getting Christmas at all. I'm getting like summer over ice. I was getting ready to say that's a summer by the pool sort of yeah, a thing. I yeah, didn't get yeah. Christmas at all. No, there was no holiday to that for me. I was supposed to get Christmas in that? I think it said holiday. I'll read it well, again like 4th of July. <laughs> okay. <laughs> well, when somebody says holidays, you think you think holidays. But no, this is this is some ice over on on the rocks. Just kind of have a, have a, have it by the pool. Yeah, that's a hundred percent what that is. That actually wouldn't be bad, like at the beach or something. Now that's not a Christmas thing. I don't want to hurt anybody's feelings, but yeah, it says delicious during the holidays or year round. Sorry, there's a piece of Christmas is in the bourbon. Maybe so. I don't yeah. I don't know. That's interesting. Uh, asking here, do I like uh, Makers or Woodford better? Um, I really like Makers consistency. You always know what you're going to get. Um, they do a, they've do. they done a really good job. The 101 that you only can get up there is fantastic. Um, but as far as on the shelves buying one or the other, the, the, the Woodford Double Oak has become my – if I have to have a Makers or a Woodford just off the shelf regular – that's what I would do. What are you doing? <laughs> Laura said I'm getting a face over the toilet kind of note. No, no it's, it, it's not that bad. I'm telling you, over uh, <laughs> over ice, that is that's fine. Like Yeah. I'm, you want me to take some of these glasses? This is my, my <laughs> This bothers you, doesn't yeah, it? Yeah, a little bit. I just I just <laughs> Yeah, that's that actually that's actually pretty good. Now, I still think the other one this is second. You still like the Scarlet Noir better? I think so, yeah. Okay. It's fine. I'm just... How much did... Uh, hey, throw me that top, by the way, too, cause in case you oh, want to yeah. transport. We never did talk about the death of Jerry Stiller. He was in two of the iconic sitcoms. One, obviously, was the most iconic. Yeah, yeah. But his role in King of Queens was fantastic. See, that's not something I ever watched. So I don't. Oh, have, did you never no, really no, watch that? I have no. I have no experience with King of Queens whatsoever. I always found King of Queens to be really funny. Liked it a lot. I mean, it's not Seinfeld, but it was a really good show. Funny and entertaining, and you could follow along and kind of develop a, a feel for the characters and stuff like that. Okay. And his character was the grouchy father. I guess father-in-law, depending on who you think of the main character, kind of the grouchy father-in-law. And he he did it remarkably well. He was excellent. Uh, we're going Blackberry next, by the way. All right, I've got it. Okay, just letting you know. Uh, you want to do a box? You want to go to the next uh, the next the, ne- the next mead sample? What do you want? It's do? up to you. I'm I'm at this point just whatever. Uh, let's pour one more, and then we'll All do right. the we'll, we'll we'll do the next one. You're saying you want some of my glasses? Is that what you're telling me? I was going to put them up so oh, okay. you wouldn't. I mean, I'm not touching them. They're over there, but. Glad I'm finally getting use out of these glasses that we've had for like five years. We need to have a glasses giveaway. Yeah. Well, part of that is like there's such a pain to ship. You know what I mean? The next time we're allowed to have a socially undistanced. Just give them away at the thing. Yeah. Yeah, I have boxes of um, koozies and glasses and. coffee mugs well and see now we have a new logo too and we were getting ready to do some things like that from 
from a logo, I mean, from a from a from a sale, from a gift shop kind of deal, and then the pandemic hit, and I mean, it kind of yeah. got put on the back burner at the moment. Just sort of is what it is right now. So, I mean, just saying. I do think though these glasses, they're nice pint glasses. That logo is not bad. I mean, I like our new logo better, but there's 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 a retro there is a retro feel to this logo now. There really is. Like, I sure is. am glad we got to update that shirt from 1908 to 2016. I'll tell you that. It, there is a there's a certain uh, bit of a sentimentality for Neil with when it comes to uh, so we first drew it up it was 1908 on my running shirt oh that's right we did update won, it didn't we and I was like thank God oh it does say 16 on there yeah I don't know if you know this but the Cubs won the Thanks. World Series in 2016 uh, okay so Blackberry let's see this pairs well it says with light cheeses and red meats it look like what it what uh, what it says here okay. Honey Anna and Blackberry. Very uh, floral, Ooh. strong nose. Yeah. Like a, a heck of a hint on the nose there. It's good. It it, it taste. This is going to be a compliment. It tastes exactly like you want it to taste like, given if you ordered something with Blackberry in it. You know what I mean? You get a ton yeah. of Blackberry right yeah. there. It is, it is not overly, it's not overly sweet. There's enough tartness to just kind of give you a little bit there. That's three in a row that I've liked better than the first couple. Yeah, that was... We're getting away from... Because we're getting more sweet from drier. We're getting away from some of the bitterness. And I think that... How much would it cost to have you chug an entire bottle of blackberry <laughs> meat? <laughs> I mean, look, there's a lot of charitable efforts here if we can get this to happen. Take a break in the show to tell you about Community Mortgage located in Oxford, Memphis, Soto County, and Chattanooga. Underwriting and processing is done in Memphis, so you're getting local underwriting and understand your market. A leader in condo financing in Oxford and the flow down option where you can lock in the current rate, but if rates go down before you close, you get the lower rate. 662-234-2704 or J-L-O-W-E at communitymtg.com. Also brought to you by G&M Pharmacy on South Lamar in Oxford. Also Tyson Drugs on the Square in Holly Springs. Both those locations are open for regular business hours. Tyson's is utilizing a walk-up window. And GM is offering curbside service there in Oxford. Both stores are dedicated to local delivery and still able to deliver same day as well. 662-236-2222. The podcast brought to you by Visit Oxford. Visit OxfordMS.com is the website. Click the very top so you have to support Oxford during COVID-19. You can see a list of all retailers, restaurants with curbside with delivery options to uh, help you out there if you need that list. Also, ways to support hospitality workers who are out of jobs right now in Oxford between Tip Roulette and some other options that you have. Again, visit OxfordMS.com. Podcast also brought to you by Special Orthopedic Group. They are open in Tupelo and Oxford. You can skip the ER for urgent ortho-related injuries at both locations. They're offering, offering virtual health telemedicine. Patients have direct access to all SOG physicians and nurse practitioners. Patients have 24-hour access to appointments at 662 767 4200 or SOGMS.com. No referral is needed. Walk-ins are welcome. And then last but not least, we're brought to you by In-House Interior and Design, 662-681-6241. You can call. You can text. They are available for you. I talked to Nikki this week. They've been picking up more clients because people are home right now. They're seeing things around their house they want to change. They want to fix up. They offer new client gifts. They offer dorm room appointments whenever that does uh, come with discounts as well. So you can find out more. Text or call 662-681-6241. Oh, are you gonna? Uh, we're, look, we're all over the place tonight. It is what it is. Are you gonna? Uh, you gonna watch any of the golf on Sunday? Yeah, we get live golf on Sunday. You yeah. interested? 
Sure. Um, Ricky and Matthew Wolf against Rory and Dustin Johnson. Yeah. Okay. I know three of those guys. Okay. Hey, that's I don't good. know the Wolf guy. No, that's that. And most casual fans won't. Frankly, that's that. That's pretty normal. Um, I'm going to watch Bundesliga some on Saturday. I'm probably going to watch some NASCAR on Sunday. No joke. I'm cheering for everybody. I the KBO was on this morning and I turned it on. I'm cheering for everyone. I uh, it's actually if you if you like golf at all or just want to see some sports, it'll be a cool event event because it's Sunday. I think it's one or two o'clock, and it's a it's a team skins event for really not golf people. You win a skins if you win the hole. There's usually a money value assigned to it. They're going to have ways to bet on it. There's going to be ways for people to give to charity as well. They're sure. they're expecting to raise about ten million dollars something awesome. like that. Yeah, sure. Um, also for golf nuts, it's it's at Seminole Golf Club which is one of the top 15 golf courses in the country that has never been shown on television before. Ultra private, they don't do that kind of thing. It's going to host the Walker Cup, which is an amateur event next year, but it is, uh, it's the site of, of, the, of the match on Sunday. The other thing, uh, we were asked about it in the, in the thread, the Dave Schilling podcast. Did Saw you, that. Did you yeah, see yeah, yeah, who yeah. his first guest is? Steve Bartman. That's a pull. Wow. That's a pull to open your show right there. I spent two hours this morning trying to figure out if that was real. You thought it was a... Well, at first I thought maybe we were joking. Because no. Steve Bartman's never done any media. So why him? What's the connection? What is the deal? Well, it's a hell of a pull. You want to get people to listen to your first podcast. Well, I know, but for Bartman, why? I don't know. I'm fascinated to find out why. I'm glad he's talking. I'm going to write about it on Sunday. It's going to be part of my 10 thoughts. I've already thought about it. I want to write about it because I've I had this, not to give it all away, but I had this real sobering moment about the Bartman thing when my girls, who were not old enough in 2003, Campbell was two, Caroline was a baby, an infant, when they saw the uh, Steve Bartman documentary, and they saw the way that he got treated at the stadium and stuff. Mm -hmm. They were appalled. And seeing it through their eyes that night was sobering. Do you think that is something that 17 years later, the time period changes it a little bit as far as what would have happened, the reactions and things like that? Yeah, I mean, I think if Steve Bartman came to a game at Wrigley now, he'd get a standing No, 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 I don't mean that. I mean, if the exact same thing happened today, is the reaction same, better, worse? After the 16 title? No title. Exact same situation. Be tough. Just now. Be tough. It's it's hard to explain to people who are not Cubs fans what that night was like. You get that close. Imagine if the Saints had not won the Super Bowl and that call happens. You view it even differently. It's even worse. Of course. Yeah. If the Saints had never, if if Brett Favre and the Vikings had beaten the Saints in that NFC title game, and so oh, this is the best. This is the best. This is the best one. If Brett Favre and the Vikings, who damn near won that game, won that game, and then you get there again, and you're that close, and that referee makes that call, that call. It's you over it? it? Nah, you're Cubs up three nothing. Eighth inning. 
Game six, up three to two over the Marlins. It was three nothing. Three nothing. Runner on second, one out, and Luis Castillo hits a foul ball down the left field line, and Moises Alou goes over there to catch it. And this is before the Gonzalez error. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. This started the whole day. If, if Moises Alou catches that ball, it's two outs, man on second, three nothing, prior still dealing. He probably gets out of it. Yeah. Three nothing, go to the ninth. Joe Borowski comes in, probably slams the door on the Marlins, and the Cubs go to the World Series in 2003. What was, uh, what was the score after that happening? Uh, after it was over, eight to three. Oh, was it really eight to three? Yeah, yeah. It, it spiraled that badly. It spiraled badly. I didn't remember that. Yeah. Did you watch the whole game? Oh yeah. You didn't turn it off. No. In shock. Total shock. Yeah. Went out. We had a deck on our house. In You're Mobile. just kind of staring at it at that point. We had a deck on our house in Mobile, and I went out, sat on the deck, and just sat there, stunned. Yeah. So it's easy for people to look back on it and go, but, but, but. In that moment, there's a lot of passion in that stadium. Yeah. Grab a box. I mean, imagine fourth and 25 and multiply it. Because, like, Ole Miss fans do fourth and 25. Was it fourth and 25 against Arkansas? They do the fourth and 25 play, and they go, we would have. Yeah, but you would have had to win more games. <laughs> yeah. No, this was it. This was this the was the Cubs this, go to the World Series. Yeah, yeah. This would have been this happening in an, in an SEC title game. You win and you're in the in the pay dirt. This is another one where I kind of got tipped off. Okay, so I'm not even going to try to feign surprise. I was just asked not to use a name. Oh, okay. What do we got? Clothing. We have clothing. Okay. Along our theme of uh, Iowa oh. love, we have an Iowa Hawkeye wow. jersey. Okay. I guess that's Nate Stanley, the uh, the former Iowa quarterback. I wish we'd have told Neil in 2010 he was going to start wearing a Nate Stanley jersey. Um, yeah, but a different <laughs> Nate Stanley, but yeah. <laughs> so uh, That's good. That's awesome. That's a really good one there. I like that. The thing is, Neil will actually wear that. Oh, yeah. I'm about to put it on here in a minute. 100%. He, he'll be all about that. I mean, I'm not about the Orioles. Just trying to bring sports back. Why, so why do you have that jersey? The Orioles jersey? Yeah. I like Cal Ripken. That's really it? That's okay. it. Yeah. All right. Even got black and gold on his undershirt there. His Nike running shirt that he's wearing. I got to go see the Hawkeyes when it becomes possible to go see the Hawkeyes. Yeah, it's something you really do need to do. I mean, we're at the, we're at that point where that's that's where we're at here. I mean, he, here's what's interesting about this is I've watched. I mean, I don't know. I've seen Iowa play football fifty times in my life. If a, if a, if a that's day, all? well, that's my point. I don't know a ton. Um, I'm getting a more appreciation. For their uniforms as we go. I like, I've, I've always went, hey, they're fine, they're whatever. But when I see the helmet, when I see the jersey, I go, you know what? Like, it's really good. 
I mean, how many times have I told you that the Iowa uniform is freaking fantastic? That's I mean, fantastic. I know. That's really good. Uh, we're going pucker up next. All right. Yeah, pucker up is the next one. Let me get my MPW digital clean mugs here. Why, why don't you throw them. me some of your dirty mugs? I, I'm, 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 I'm going to help you here. This is the one we've poured and haven't drank yet. Yeah. Okay. Neil has a touch of OCD in him when it comes to clutter. You mis you mispronounced a ton of OCD. Okay. You you really do. Yep. Um. We're asking a question here in the in the stream. If we uh, what what are our, what's our favorite cigars? Um. In the right mood, I do like cigars. But I'll be honest, I've had some pretty bad experiences with them too. So I couldn't tell you my favorite. I don't know that I could tell you types. Um, I do, I do like them, but it's not something I do very often at all. I mean, yeah, just I haven't had a cigar since that day in Las Vegas. We had one with Eric Winter. Oh, I forgot about that night. <laughs> That's right. That was rivals. The first time they did it, they said, "Hey, we're gonna have a pubs conference. It's gonna last like five days. We're gonna go to Vegas. We're gonna blow this thing out." And then every year, it just went a little lower and a little lower <laughs> yeah. and a little lower and a little lower. And it ended yeah. up being like, "Hey, here's a we're in Atlanta, and here's a Nukes uh, lunchbox for you <laughs> around eleven yeah. thirty. It's yeah. a, it's it's a half day event. Like we would this year. It's gonna be you know we were gonna just have a Zoom call, and so we're just gonna have a Zoom call." <laughs> <laughs> It did. It dwindled so much every time. I mean, we 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 went from like, hey, really getting to go into, like I said, Drew Henson that day when he's freaking out and sweating in front of the media. Like easily the most bizarre thing. It really might have been. I know we've told the story here, but we're at this pubs conference. It's I don't know, two hundred and fifty rivals employees that look exactly like you think two hundred and fifty rivals employees would look in this room. Yeah. And Drew Henson, who played for the Yankees, played for the Dallas Cowboys. He started ahead of Tom Brady. Yeah. He freaks out public speaking, talking to a bunch of fat sports writers, starts sweating, almost passes out, stutters. Like Eric Winter has to save him up there at one point where he can't even speak. We're, and all, like, we're all looking at each other like, why is he intimidated by us? Well, it's like, yeah, no shit didn't of work, all huh? People. Yeah. So, so your career didn't go well, bud? I'm, so, I'm, I'm shocked. I mean, it's just like, good. No God. wonder you couldn't perform in the NFL. Yeah, I mean, he played for the Yankees, too. That's what I'm saying. Dude played big league baseball and in the NFL. Was terrified. <laughs> Unbelievable. I mean, dude, seriously, if he locked his knees, he would have passed out. There's there 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 there, there is no doubt in my mind. Oh, you was. Ooh. All right, so let's see. This is obviously lemon. Um, yeah. Let's see. It can be conserved in a traditional white wine glass, over ice, in a tall frosted glass. Um, it would be better this over is, ice. And we have it here. This is also the one that they recommend um, mixing with some bourbon and mint leaves to make a type okay, of I can julep. see that. I just accidentally tasted before. Go ahead. Okay, You'll okay. see. It. it has an almost limoncello oh, okay. effect to it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. It would be better in a mix. It would... Something to, to take. It's very lemony to me. I would actually... Bourbon might even be a little sweet. I'd want this with like a pretty spicy rye to give a pretty good rye, a little bit of kick. I can see it. To yeah, balance the, the, the sweet versus the spice. Yeah, yeah. Give, give me a good bit of rye content. Pop me a little bit. That's kind of what I'm thinking with this one. This one's... 
that that's interesting. Yeah, that that's one that frankly, of all of them, that like, hey, I want to just have one around every day. I'd keep that in the bar to kind of play with cocktail wise a little bit. That would I, I, see that. I, I, I could play around with this one. There's there's no doubt. Corey's making fun of me for saying limoncello, but that is how you say it, isn't it? I thought so. Yeah, I, I thought so. I don't know. I I would have used the opportunity to make fun of you if I thought we could, but I thought that was right. That's pretty good. Yeah, I'm. I'm it is interesting how the farther we go, it's like okay, like yeah, we. I, I think in some ways, it, it's it's kind of like we always talk about some like bourbon salad. It's like it's one of Steve's things is you kind of need to get that first hit to like get your body prepared, get your tongue prepared a little bit. You know what I mean? Like yeah. the first the first hit of alcohol is never the best. It's always that. Okay, now we're drinking. And after that, it's like, okay, my, my, my taste buds have established. I've got a little going on here. Like, it's yeah, it's a little different. It was just, it had a, it would have been better in a mix. Like, and, and that's what he said. So, truth in advertising. Yeah, fair enough. Uh, all right. Go to our next box. This is the uh, Dudman Campbell Creations in Shepherdsville, Kentucky. So, we're coming out of Kentucky this time? Appears to be the case. Again? Yes. Okay. It's a very Kentucky-themed show tonight. It's kind of... It's a soft uh, package. Clothing of some sort? Uh, I don't know. Let's see. It's in a little package here. I know the people would like to see. Now that I'm a veteran unboxer, you think I'd know. It's got a wig feel to it. Somebody said my blood pressure looks high. No, I feel pretty good. My uh, my watch says my pulse right now is 62. I'm fine. I'll let you wear the wig. I'm always, I'm always wearing the first wig. I'll let you wear the wig. So what is this? It appears to be a wig of some sort with dreads and such. How do you even put this on? I don't know. I'm going to let you figure it out. This is one. Of the, this is one of the first ones where I'm like, kind of like, hey, can we wash this before I put it on my head? It's fair. I mean, I'll, I'll do it just for the comedy of the camera, but I. Is that correct? It's good enough. It's got a almost like a. Uh, is it Roger Sherman? Is that the defensive back? Yeah, yeah, the, yeah. That's what I was thinking. Yeah. I was even thinking, like, was it Charles Sherman, the corner here, that kind of had those a little bit? Isn't that right? You know, on those on those uh, on those nut teams, there were several players. Ben Jarvis kind of had it back in the day a little yeah, bit. Yeah, that was before my time. Yeah, yeah, yeah. There were several players in the Houston nut deal that had the dreads and stuff going. Yeah, this this one is Kendrick uh, Lewis had dreads for a while. Yeah, that is that is hot. Yeah, like that is that that is one that's actually kind of uncomfortable. Um, okay. It's kind of warm. Um, Charles Sawyer had dreads. That's what I said. Yeah, yeah. Charles, Charles. Charles was the one I remembered just off the top. You of said that. Sherman. Oh, sorry, Sawyer. Okay. Whatever. Yeah, it's perfectly fine. Yeah, you said Richard Sherman, and I went with it with Charles. Dexter McCuster had the dreads. Uh, we probably yeah. should have come up with that one. <clears throat> just, uh, just saying. We acted like beat writers just then, where you remember all. We're the actually, shorty naming guy. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Remembered all the obscure guys and not the stars <laughs> that you actually wrote about. It's like name a guy. Well, you know, Terrell Brown was a dude that weighed 800 pounds, <laughs> yeah. right? Okay, him. Great. All right. George Hilo. George Hilo is like a really successful coach, by the way, at Maryland. Is he? Yeah. He's a good dude. Like he's an up and coming coach. George was a really good dude. Great dude. Yeah. Everybody made fun of me that day when I wrote a story on George Hilo. 
because he was a special teams guy, and everybody made fun of me, and he's going to be one of the more successful people out of that class. Um, are we down to the final one, the, the suite? We're down to two. Okay. Well, that... Neil's trying to clean up, and he's even taking the one that. All right, so what do we have left? Uh, we have uh, the one that we poured okay. earlier, and we have the winter spice. Oh, yeah, the winter spice. So the winter spice. Spiced mead. Zach points out that Contrail had. Uh, Brian yeah. Bennett. Yeah, yeah, yeah. There were Brian tons Bennett. of guys on that team that had yeah. dreads. That's uh that's right. All right, so the winter spice, you can have it a couple different ways. They uh they they recommend most m- both of these, and I, I think the other one, what? <laughs> ben Leslie says I can sure go for a Ruby Tuesday's chicken fresco right about now because of my hat. <laughs> it's a great salad bar, Neil. It's a fantastic salad bar, at Ruby Tuesdays. <laughs> Are you a Ruby Tuesday salad bar guy? I've I've only had it that one time that I think you and I and uh, Jeffrey. Jeffrey were coming back from Lafayette. Lafayette. We stopped in Macomb at the Ruby Tuesdays. I think that was my only experience That's right. at the Ruby Tuesday salad bar. It rained like all the way back. I was exhausted. And you had to turn around in like 24 hours and I had to go to Omaha. Y'all yeah. were trying to figure out what in the hell to do from a content standpoint. Yep. That was, yeah, that was. Yeah, Danvers salad. does have a good salad bar, Zach. That's had a good salad bar. Salad bars are over. All right, so the Winter Spice, it says, um, let's see. <laughs> <laughs> it says it's a uh, can be good chilled um however it's true character emerges when served in a in a hot in a mug and complemented with a slice of orange i, I kind of thought this too this 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 felt like more of a winter holiday kind of almost like you would drink a cider sort of but in the situation we're in right now this is how we're having it it says it works in this as well so uh so this is the the winter spice gotcha yeah the winter spice is what we're that's a good point. Blake Robinson says self-serve buffets and salad bars will never be happening again. So I just got through saying yeah, never going to happen again. You'll, you really, you think it's done? It's over. Really? Yes. You don't think that's something that just comes back and like? I mean, maybe in another lifetime. So, so in the places where if, if Shoney still had some breakfast bars, they're gone now. Is what you're saying? Okay. I'm I'm for opening things up. Okay. I'm not eating a salad bar. Everybody touching the thing. We've had this conversation with Campbell about living in the Kyo house and the way that they serve us. It's going to be totally different. Everybody's not touching that spoon. Texas Day Brazil. They'll have to change the way they do business. You're right. I'm not 100% sure that I... I think I just poured that in a glass that already had something in it. You did, yeah. It's okay. Atta boy. I know it's good pod. I forgot about Craig Drummond. Oh yeah, <laughs> <laughs> he changed his mind like eight times on what was going that on. Used to, and then he got there, and you're like, all of that, all of that fuss over that. Hey, he made everybody really happy in the quarterback club thing that night. He was, he was, he was, he was, he was a big time get at the moment. And then he got there, and you're like, I don't think he's gonna be that good. Okay, I need this in a mug. 
There's no doubt that hot in a mug, this yeah. is going to have the right profile with yeah. cinnamon, orange, Put whatever. Put the cinnamon stick in it and Yeah, stuff. this is not the preferred way to have this. No. But it's that, giving me, but it's giving me the thing that, to go, hey. That has the Christmas. Oh, it, this is. That has the Christmas taste to it. I'd be really inclined to get some of this, throw it in a mug, maybe pour a little bourbon on top of that in a in a mug. I'm 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 I can see that. Yeah. yeah, I'm all in on yeah, that. Yeah, that, that's 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 solid in, in that regard. Yeah, there is a there's a cinnamon, almost kind of a clove kind of yeah. taste on that, that. Yeah, no, that's got holiday written all oh, over. Oh, that's good. Yeah, yeah. That's that that's one you um let's see. One easily you could do. Uh, how many boxes we got? What are we doing? Oh, let's see. This is an Amazon. Gift for you. It says, uh, sent the cookbook as a joke, kinda. But wanted to send something cool too. Not a Cubs fan, but genuinely enjoyed rooting for them in the 2016 World Series. Keep up the work. D Green Reb. Okay. Daniel uh, Green. Okay. Oh. It's a Cubs. Uh, what do we got? Cubs koozie. Okay. And, and bottle. Bottle koozie thing. Uh, the bottle koozie thing. Okay. Thank you, Daniel. Very nice. Then, uh, let's see, this must be some sort of a cookbook. I'm guessing based on the note. Ah, Cub socks. Very nice. Those are good. Those are very good. Made reference to a cookbook. I don't see it. No, he meant he sent the cockbook a couple oh. weeks ago. I think oh. is a joke. So oh, he was gotcha the cockbook. Yeah, he 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 sent I the cockbook. Cook. My mind corrected it in a clean way. <laughs> Well, I mean, it was a cookbook, though. It had recipes. That was the point. Avery and Neil Forbes were over here a couple weeks ago, and and Neil had not heard about the uh, the cock book. He got a he got a nice kick out of the cock recipes. Did he? He did. They all had uh they 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 they, they looked they looked very practical, very very easy to do. <laughs> yeah. What are you laughing at? I'm just laughing. So we haven't actually tried this one yet, right? That is correct. Okay. You pulling up tasting points? Yeah, I'm getting it right now. Gotcha. This is the traditional sweet. Is that correct? Is that what we have left? That's correct. All right. <clears throat> um... <laughs> It looks like this might have been like really the traditional one. This is the the, the more normal um, normal recipe here. Floral fruit. Um, it's a dessert wine, which is not it was to be expected. Not really surprising there. Um, it's also a base for many recipes, including uh, sauces and gravies. 
and is also mixed with ice cream to uh to make dessert well, i did not even thought about doing that now but that's a that's a thought, um, that's a thought. so i have a feeling this is gonna be very very sweet as you would expect um yeah, it smells sweet does it yeah i'm not getting a lot of nose on that Yeah, it has almost a vanilla note to it. It's not a crazy fruit sweet like I no. was expecting, though. Yeah, I was braced for something different. I was too. Frankly, I was in brow. I was. I was. I was braced for a sweet version of the first one we had that had a lot of fruit, yeah. flowery to it. That has more of a dessert, like a. I don't know, like a. What's the word? I'm like, a, a, a creme brulee sort of flavor profile. Mm-hmm. Not exactly that, but in that realm. This has been a pretty enlightening thing. Again, this is from uh, Queen's Reward in Tupelo. You can go to the website. You can see the, the different options. I think you can shop online there as well. Um, we tried eight different ones here over the last hour or so, and seven of them I could find use for in yeah. some way. Yeah. The, the first one is the only one that did not fit my palate at all. The only one that I could not go back to was the one that had the banana just because I have a banana thing. That one, yeah, yeah, yeah. The well, second one. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I didn't, I wasn't crazy about the first one, but after that. They all have a use. Yeah, yeah. And there are two or three that I would absolutely keep in my in my cabinet and have some 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 reason for. Yeah. Well, the one that was the, the holiday one that was more of a summer holiday. Yeah. And then the, the Christmas one, for sure. Mm-hmm. You could do a lot with it. So... Appreciate uh appreciate Queen's reward again. They're right there in uh in Tupelo. It's good stuff. Yeah, I'm glad glad we did that. Um, we'll continue to keep doing some of these. Again, we got another one we're setting up. Uh, just got to get the other member of our drinking party um ready to go for uh for that one. We'll get that done. So um, again, appreciate uh appreciate them. We got we have more boxes. Is that it? We have more boxes. Oh, we do. Yeah, okay. we have more boxes. We can take calls if you'd like. Okay. Well, let's open one more box. Okay. The Oxford Exxon Podcast is also brought to you by John Edwards of Regency Travel Incorporated in Memphis. Been telling you for a while that uh, travel's going to get back to normal. It's not there yet, but we're headed in that direction. I got a note from John just the other day. He was letting me know about some uh, things that are either opened or are about to open out there. If you want to interested in those and you want to get in touch with him, uh, check out Kohler, Wisconsin. Four golf courses just opened on April the 24th. Uh, great deals there in Kohler. The Watercolor Inn in Seaside, Florida. Uh, it, it opened on May 1st. Beach access, pools as well. Uh, the Kiswa Island in uh, South Carolina. All the hotels, the villas, and the homes, they opened on uh, they opened on May the 16th. Two golf courses, uh, pools, beaches, also in South Carolina in Hilton Head. The Sea Pines Resort uh, there in Hilton Head. Hotels. Uh, homes may the 16th golf courses pools beaches opening as well and then uh, if you want a little something more a little more exotic in uh, the british virgin islands sailboat rentals with full crew uh, all of that stuff opening up on june the 2nd up to three couples total of fourteen thousand five hundred dollars all inclusive you want to get away and enjoy travel things are opening up you want to get in touch with john 901-494-3387 or send him an email, jedwards at regencytravel.net. First-time clients save $50 off their first book trip just by telling John you heard about Regency Travel on the podcast. We're also brought to you by Oxford University Bank. OUB, 
locally owned and operated right here in Oxford. When you deposit money at OUB, that money and the vast majority of the bank's profits go right back into the Oxford community. OUB gives you the benefit, the benefits of home, uh, all the comforts and benefits that you're used to from the big mega banks, except they give you a personal touch, all the technology and products you want, but there's no buttons to push, no wait. You get a live person when you call great customer service at OUB. You also get Casasa. It's the absolute best cash checking account. And with it, OUB will pay customers 2.5% interest on their balances up to $50,000 and refund ATM fees nationwide. They also have a commercial checking account now paying 1% interest as long as you keep $10,000 in the account. It comes with fully interactive online banking. To learn more, go to liveoxfordbankoxford.com or call 662-234-6668. OUB is FDIC insured. Amber brought to you by Bluff City Advisory Group, dedicated to building the future you desire. Founded in Memphis in 2019, their team is comprised of established and seasoned financial experts who came together to serve individuals and families of their beloved hometown. The firm is built on decades of wealth management experience, and they've seen it all. Their financial advisors have a reputation for professional excellence, and their clients rely on their high level of confidence and integrity. So whether you need guidance on developing a financial plan, creating a customized executive benefits program for your business, or preparing a detailed asset allocation analysis, Bluff City Advisory will provide forward-thinking, cost-effective investment strategies customized to uniquely fit each client. 901-365-3447 or email ben, B-E-N, at bluffcityadvisory.com. And we're brought to you by Whitney McNutt of Tommy Morgan Incorporated Realtors. She sponsors my weekly mailbag on rebelgrove.com, and she can also serve you for all your real estate needs in Oxford and Tupelo. She sells condos, land, commercial, and residential family homes. To get in touch with Whitney, 662-567-2573 or 662-842-3844. Let's see. Uh, This is from Triple Triple Clean in uh, Moore Park, California, which appears to be somewhere very close to Los Angeles. Okay. So it's not Amazon. It's coming straight from wherever. Yep. Triple Clean. Um, It's a trucker's cap. I was looking to see... Someone sent me a note with it. They did not. Camel towing will pull it out when it's wedged in tight, it says. Yep. Okay. Yep. And just to think, I put Vin Heisel in timeout. (laughs) (laughs) That's from Webb. Thanks, Webb. Uh, I'm not overly upset at your turn for the headgear. I'll be honest. You, it matches uh, my jersey better. <laughs> you look like a truck. The way it fits on your head. <laughs> Didn't quite have it to the right size. Yeah. Oh, that's got a good feel to it. That's nice. You like that? It is. Uh, it is extremely... Extremely sexy. It's hot. Yeah, Laura's going to like this hat for sure. 
Oh God. Um, I, I can go out in the yard. I, I did. Uh, I did almost kind of some yoga. Avery, you would be proud in the uh, in the driveway today. I could wear this hat and do some yoga. Oh, some you did yoga off. in the driveway. I did. Outside. Paint the picture. I had my yoga mat. I did. I uh, did some car. Uh, some core stuff. Did my stretching. I took a Peloton challenge to do like eight new things okay. in addition to just Pelotoning. Do you get virtual high fives for that? I get like a virtual badge. What's that do for you? Nothing. When you get a lot of badges, what happens? You just get them. It's like Boy Scouts. Basically. Merit badges. Yeah. You, you, Except you don't actually get them. You, you built a fire. Yeah. You went camping, that yeah. kind of thing. Yeah. <laughs> so how long did you do this? Uh, and how many people looked at you funny? I don't know. I don't care. Ten minutes or so. I did core. I did a little. I was just trying to stretch, just trying to get loose. I did meditation for the very first time. Did you ever get to the point where you could do the yoga on P90X? I could do about half of it. Okay, about I, forty-five I, minutes. Forty-five minutes. After that, it, it's a it's a bear. Oh, it would be dripping wet. I never knew yoga was hard until that. And yoga mm-hmm. was the hardest part. Yeah, why the driveway? Charles got a good question in the stream. Um, it was nice weather. It was pleasant. It's not flat. I guess the top is. Top is. Yeah. You didn't think about, hey, back patio where I'm not. Everybody driving. The dogs would drive me crazy. Rizzo would want to play. If he would absolutely on. want to be involved in each and every pose. Where are you at on the Peloton? How many rides now? Oh, you have an app. Sorry. We can, uh, we can solve this this question quickly. 800 and something. I mean, people joke about it a lot. But, I mean, I love Peloton. 812 rides. What do you get when you get to 1,000? Probably a badge. You've got some gear, though, haven't you, for different things? Yeah, I got a T-shirt. Is that referral stuff? You got a T-shirt for 100 and then after that, you get you get referrals. People, I've gotten several several referrals. Thank you to everybody who's done that. But, yeah, so I've gotten some cool stuff. And The last one I used it, I let the girls use it. Rinsing your glass out for other activities? yeah. yeah. No, uh, we've got a we've got a Rebel Grove uh, Peloton group now. Saw that, yeah. Yeah, yeah. I, don't, I don't know. USM, USMC might know how many people that is, but it, it's a good many people, I think. So, what does that do? What does that mean? What's the what's the deal there? Well, it just lets people like if if they get on, they can tell like how many people from that group are riding at that time, or what rides they're doing, or if they wanted to join in or whatnot, they could. It's a really cool thing. I mean, and all, all jokes aside. In yeah, the yeah, in I'm, the pandemic, it's been kind of there's interaction. There is yeah. So do you get alerts if other people like how, how do you, I guess my point is how would that group set up a ride? How does this work? I'm I'm a oh uh, we would have to communicate with one another. I don't know how that would work honestly. You can't like send messages inside the group. Uh uh-uh. uh no they have okay. they have like people are pretty protected like you know so I can follow someone and they follow me but they can't like DM me or something. Oh really? Yeah. Okay. If they can, I don't know about it. But just like all the golfers set up times, hey, we're going to go take a part in the 9 o'clock ride with so-and-so. Same kind of deal. Yeah, USMC says I'm the social director. I'm actually not the social director. I am the assistant to 
the social director. Not the assistant assistant. Not social the assistant director. social director yeah, yeah, yeah. or the social director. I'm the assistant to the social director. Okay. No, so, I'll allow it. I'm good. I just It's actually really been pretty pleasant. I've I've been I mean, I, I would be in I would be in a world of trouble without Peloton over the last two months. Physically, mentally. Mentally. You do think it's helped. I don't have any doubt. Would you like something? No, okay. I have to go for further than um, the eight feet. No, um, even Jay Tate admitted on the last G pits that he wishes he had a Peloton right now. Did he really? He did. After finally all taking the plunge. The fun, yeah. So what's he doing? Because he was the guy that just used to sprint on soccer fields. He can't go to a soccer field. That's my point. For a soccer field, though, he's kind of losing his mind. Is he? You know how it is. You exercise when you can't get that fix. Like today, I did a 60-minute pro cycling ride thing. I was drenched, and I finished like middle of the pack. But yeah, that, that there's a when you finish that, there's a certain to it. Once you've gotten used to that drug, so it's provided that drug. Different, I can do different things different ways, and so yeah, it's been good. I mixed in some running, but I can't run every day anymore. Is that because of all your running? Is it because of even just a little bit of extra weight? Is it just because you're five years older? What, what What do you think's done? I that? just think it's age. Do you? Yeah, and I have bad feet, and you know, I have a little bit of a hip. Because it seemed to go on you immediately. I mean, yeah, it, was... it came on me pretty quick. But I got hurt running in California that day. And then ran. looking back, that was a dumb train. That was a dumb marathon all the way yeah, around. Yeah. And then I ran with David in Minnesota seven weeks later and I was not healthy for that. And the one I shouldn't have done was the second Chicago marathon when I was hurt. Why did you? Cause I'd signed up for it and I'd raised money and okay. well, that's fair, you know, um, but I, I wasn't ready for that race. And my doctor told me not to run it. And I said, what do I need to do to run it? And she's like, well, I'll shoot you up with steroids and you can get through it, but it's not smart. And, so I did it, and, and I've never really fully recovered from it. We complimented the Chargers. What do you think of these Rams uniforms? Awful. This bone color or whatever it is. Well, here's the thing with me with, with the Rams. It's kind of like this jersey, right? This jersey works. Why would you change it? And go, they've changed them multiple times. Go back to You've the Rams. You've got great blue and gold. Vince Ferragamo Rams, and just do it again. If you want to throw a little white in, okay, I'll play. But I'll I'm kind of I'm kind of like this with the Patriots though. Go back to the old oh, those, uniforms when they played the Bears in the Super Bowl. Those things. That helmet. Why? Why are you changing? That's that? a that's a top ten all time NFL uniform. Absolutely. Logos fantastic. Everything about it. The color scheme. The pants. The the, the minute man with the ball. All oh good. yeah yeah yeah. Why would you change that? Now you're a you're a elite NFL franchise with an absolute top. I would say top five logo. Why change it? They changed at a time that everybody thought it was cool to go into like almost sort of a space age type of uniform. I mean, you know, Tampa Bay changed around that time. Um, Denver got rid of the really good orange and blue for their kind of crazy weird uniforms for for a while. Oh, I love the old Broncos. I'm talking uniforms. about yeah yeah, 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 with the D and the Broncos. I mean, the snort. Chargers got away for a while from what they should be doing. I still don't know how the Rams messed it up. Why you would change that helmet is beyond me. 
Like, I get jersey change a little because you want fans to buy the new jersey. You could do it without looking like that. But though. fans aren't buying the new helmet. <laughs> no. Don't change your helmet. If you're an NFL team, your helmet is your brand. And now you see the Rams helmet. Going, what is that? It looks like a USFL or XFL team or something. They had a brand. It'd be like the Saints changing their helmet. It'd be like the Cowboys changing their helmet. The Bears changing their helmet. You see that C and you know that's the Chicago yeah, Bears. Yeah. If you have a brand that is that identifiable, you don't change it. Period. Little NFL uh, news here. This was, uh, I guess, right during the same time as Bounty Gate would have been happened. Did you see what James Harrison said? I did not. Former Pittsburgh Steelers star James Harrison said that uh, Coach Mike Tomlin gave him an envelope after the linebacker's devastating hit on Cleveland Browns wide receiver Muhammad Massaqua in 2010. The giest thing Mike Tomlin ever did, he handed me an envelope after that, Harrison said on Barstool's Going Deep podcast. I'm not going to say what, but he handed me an envelope after that. He was initially fined $75,000 for the hit, the most he said that he was ever fined. The NFL later reduced it to $50,000. Massaqua suffered a concussion as a result of the head-to-head hit, yeah. which was not flagged in the game. Did you listen to our interview with Tommy West? Yet? Uh, you've been busy. Was, uh, was, I listened as I was editing it, so I heard enough during that. But. He, I asked him about football, the future of football, and he gave me a really fascinating answer. It's one of the best interviews we've ever done, not because we did it. But he was great. And he was talking about how years ago, the trenches were physical. Okay. And now the trenches, he said, really are a lot of pushing and holding. The trenches are no longer physical. And he says, that's a good thing. They have rules, you know. He said, but the middle of the field, the open field, is now vicious because of the collisions. And that's what they're trying to clean up. And he talked about how important it is that they do eliminating launching and some of the stuff that they're trying to do to protect the future of the game. But I thought that was interesting coming from an old school coach who's been in the game for 40 years that he referred to the trenches now as not physical. It's much more technique. And if you think about it, back in the day when we could go watch a football practice, when you watch offensive line work at practice, it's very technical. It's not really smash mouth anymore. No, it's leverage and trying to avoid penalties. Yeah. Well, there's so much throwing the ball now, so yeah. you want linemen who can – Get off the ball. Get off the get ball. Immediate get immediate leverage. Get, get your position. hands in the right yeah, place. Yeah, It's totally different than – you know, even when I was in high school or, or when I was in college or held 10 years past that, you were – I covered Auburn in 2001, 2002 when they had Carnell Williams and Ronnie Brown and Rudy Johnson and those guys, and they were road graders. Their goal as offensive line were to open these holes – Everybody's white knuckles, and we're moving forward, yeah, and here gashed, we go. Yeah, gashed yeah, yeah. the defense. It's not like that anymore. Now, I mean, the highest-paid offensive lineman in the league is Laramie Tunsil, and and Laramie's a good road, uh, run blocker, but he's making his money because of his ability to get back, get in position, use leverage, and protect his quarterback. I just kind of thought it was fascinating, but in the middle of the field, in the open field, that's where the concern is now, and if you go back 20 years, that wasn't the case. Now you have these crazy collisions that they're trying to take out of the game that they have to take out of the game as they try to make the game safer because you want the game to carry on. 
I love this. Um, after the Harrison comment on Thursday, Steelers president Art Rooney II issued a statement saying that, uh, I am very certain nothing like this ever happened. I have no idea why James would make a comment like this, but it's simply no basis for believing anything like this. No, of course not. I believe him. Nothing to see here. <laughs> Come on, I didn't do that. Are you kidding? Oh, gosh. Oh, yeah, that's... Uh, Sean Payton was asked about Harrison's comments Thursday during a radio interview on Baltimore's 105.7 The Fan and said people, quote, shouldn't hold their breath for the league to investigate. You think Payton had a little more pointed than Rooney did about what happened? What do you think? Probably. What do you think the quote was? All right. Yeah. That'll be something that's tucked away or under the rug at Park Avenue, Payton said, and reiterating his longstanding complaints about the way the NFL handled the Saints' bounty scandal. Quote, they'll look into it briefly. Listen, don't get me started on that. I lost $6 million in salary, and honestly, it was something that I'll never truly get over because I know how it was handled and how it was run and the reasons behind it, and that's just the truth. Essentially, he's arguing that there is selective enforcement depending on who you are. Yeah, my words there at the end. That wasn't in the ESPN story, but that was. We're asked a, a question. When did we realize how great Laramie was? He says it took me four games in 2013. That's from Mark Franklin. This is the truth. Chase can vouch for this. Mm -hmm. The season opener in 2013, I went down on the field before the game, and I told multiple Ole Miss people, every Ole Miss person I saw, I said, you all should make sure that you maintain relationships with that guy. Because that guy is going to be an NFL superstar and he is going to make a ton of money. He's the best offensive lineman I've ever seen in person at the college level. He might be the best offensive lineman I've ever seen in person. Whew. His feet are amazing. Well, you said it. If he grew up doing it, he was a little taller. He could be an NBA player. He moves well enough. If to Laramie be a basketball Tunsil player. were six nine, he would play in the NBA. He has NBA athleticism as a offensive tackle. Hell, if you gave him two years right now, he might be able to develop enough to make an NBA roster. He's that athletic. Now he's six four and a half, six five, so he's not Yeah, long way to go from that. Yeah, obviously. he's not a NBA power forward because he's not tall enough, but he has the athleticism and the body. In much the same way that if you ever see LeBron James play in person, especially a few years ago when he was in his prime, you could look at LeBron and go, if that dude were six five instead of six nine, he's a he's an elite Tony Gonzalez. They make a good point here. During Larry's entire career, the only guy who probably won a game was Carl Lawson against him. Carl had a hell of a game yeah. against Laramie that and day. Lawson's a hell of a player. Yeah. Laramie dominated Miles Garrett. Yeah. It just wasn't even. Yeah. Because, I mean, we told the story. Somebody mentioned it here. Like, you were running a marathon that night. but I watched it, though. Well, yeah, that's true. But in the locker room afterwards, we got Laramie or whatever. Yeah. And he wouldn't say anything, but his eyes, he just kept going, hey, yeah, no, nah, that, yeah. Nah, that. Because it was like, hey, what was it like going up against him? And he's like, yeah, whatever. Yeah. Yeah. Great. <laughs> Miles Garrett was the Well, it was, it was very similar to his last game because remember, it, and I, I should know his name. I've covered this for a living. I covered the game. You know, the Sugar Bowl, all week long, all we heard was about that dude from from Oklahoma State, yeah. that defensive end that was yeah. like a mid-first-round pick, late-first-round pick or whatever. And 
By like the second quarter, they just moved his ass to the we other side. That? Yeah, and it was like, okay. Well. We watched two series, and we were like, hey, they, they probably ought to move him. <laughs> <laughs> and he was thinking, yeah, y'all ought to move me. <laughs> Yeah, because yeah. I mean, it was it was five straight media days of just hey, this dude's uh, gonna, this is the matchup to watch. And no, that dude was like going, I am losing so much money tonight. <laughs> Y'all want me to play in the Sugar Bowl? Kiss my ass! I don't want to play this game anymore. He's like, you know, my ankle's starting to hurt. Yeah, like, I can remember watching the replay when I got back home like the next week, and like in the second half, it's like he's finally making plays, and I'm like, yeah, dude's on the bench. Well, Tunsil the, didn't play. Here's the ultimate Laramie Tunsil compliment. The Alabama thing in 2014. Nick Saban said, oh, F it, and changed his game plan. Yeah. Think what you want to think about Nick Saban and Alabama and all that stuff. He's been there, what now, 11, 12, 13 years? How many times do you think he's had to change his defensive game plan? Because they couldn't stop It's on one hand, I mean. Yeah. I mean, it might be literally Laramie Tunsil and Deshaun Watson. That might be it. Think about that a minute. All the teams they've played, all the title games they've played, how many elite teams they've played, elite players, elite quarterbacks, how many teams have, how many dudes have forced him to change his plan? It's Tunsil, Deshaun, maybe Chad Kelly, now that I think about it, but I don't know. Deshaun Watson and Laramie Tunsil absolutely forced Saban midstream to change. Yeah, with Laramie, they simply said, "No, oh, let's let's get in the block, let's get in the lanes, and try Matt to throw Browning. our hands up, and let's do it." Matt Browning has the other answer. It's Johnny Manziel. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, it's a great answer. Thank you for pointing that. That's what I love about this. Yeah, yeah, yep. yep. Manziel, Cam Newton. We're on a, we're on a really short list of elite people. Is my point. Yeah, Cam. But in you know in the, in the Cam game, Alabama was up what twenty four to nothing. Was it 24 nothing? 21 nothing, I think. 21? Maybe 24, I don't know. Well, no, because they won. They win 28 27. Is that oh, the final? Beats me. I don't know, something like that. Before Burroughs season, that was the best single season I'd ever seen in my life, was Cam's. And then Burrow had last season, and we can debate it. Yeah, 28 27. That's what I thought. Yeah, I thought it was 28 27. And the the year that nothing, the year right. Laramie had to sit out didn't Fawn won the best lineman in the state because he did the way he was able to fill in there yeah was huge for them for that period of time I mean the ward is a joke whatever but I just mean that was a hell of a performance for a few weeks to, to or not a few weeks oh, for sure. seven weeks to sure to, to, to make that be Absol- what it was absolutely. They Sean did. Rawlings over his career filling in at times where they had to get stuff done. They didn't have Laramie Tunsil that day in Tuscaloosa. Yeah. Which makes you wonder how good would that team have been had they had Laramie Tunsil the first eight weeks. This is still amazing. I mean, we talked – I mean, Freeze admitted this. I mean, I asked him the question. He answered it. It was on the show. So credit to him. His, I mean, evaluation, luck, whatever you want to call it, because they just do not hit like this. His ability to hit on Bo, Chad, Pierce, and Fawn – Every one of those guys was necessary to hit to get anywhere near what they got. All four. And it just doesn't He had to go like four that. for four on JUCOs. And not only that, but JUCOs right away. Because a lot of times you'll get a JUCO who in year one 
at the end is pretty good. Like I anticipate Sam Williams will be terrific this season. Yeah, yeah, sure. But early on, Sam Williams was going through a transition. He had Pierce Burton had no time to transition. It was here. I need you to be the left tackle right now. Bo Bo Wallace. It was. I need you to be the quarterback right now. Because if you're not, we're screwed. And then two weeks later, yeah, you got a bum shoulder, but you're still the quarterback. Let's make it work. Yeah. Crazy. It just all Yeah, a lot fell. of stuff worked out. Well, that first year, nobody got hurt on the offensive line. They went through 2012 with Emmanuel McCray and his bad knees and made it work. They had these five or six dudes. Yeah. That's it. And they caught a couple of breaks. Yeah. Arkansas was going through hell. On a John year, L. Smith. On a year where they were supposed to be good. Auburn was awful. And Auburn had fallen completely off the... That was Chiswick's last year. Yeah. That was the game that I woke up in the late in the fourth quarter and I looked at David Brandt and said, does yeah. that say fourth quarter? <laughs> He's like, dude. 43-28? What? Auburn Ole Miss 12? Uh, no, it was, it was low, low scoring. Was it? Oh, I'm thinking about 08. Yeah. Yeah. At yeah, 12, I don't know. I'm thinking about the 08 game. I confused the games now. No, Bradley Sowell was not a JUCO transfer. Bradley came in incredibly overweight and worked his tail off and yep. lost like 60 pounds between signing and showing up on campus. Somebody. Oh, here we go. Somebody, here we go. Somebody told people that Bradley Sowell would play in the uh, in the NFL for a long time. Somebody did. You could have gotten a lot of, and I don't know how it'll end up. We'll see. We don't have this answer, so, I mean, it could go either way. You could have gotten really good odds in 2008 that Bradley would play more NFL snaps than Bobby Massey. They're both still in the oh, league. Oh, they both had hell of careers. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's my point. I mean, it's yeah. close. I don't know. But just in general. <laughs> somebody Open said. a package. Oh, yeah. Sorry. Oh, you're good. We got time. <laughs> Not like we're covering a game in the morning. This is uh, Blazing Deals LLC. Okay. Here's to be another cap. And luckily, it's going to be your turn. This is my cap. Yep. Oh, you're going to love this. Oh, that is nice. That is nice. Oh, my. Oh, with the mullet on the back. No note. Someone just wanted you to wear this, Chase. So congratulations. That is quite the mullet on the back oh, of it. Oh, it is very nice. Probably none of that in Monroe County, I'm sure. Oh, this is worn to prom. <laughs> what was she talking about? That is nice. Yeah, that was worn to that prom. That good. <laughs> It's a little, it's a little snug. <laughs> Mama, you think I can get a hat like that? Chance got. I'm ready for running for the gumps, aren't I? <laughs> you are. Yeah. Coach Saving. Coach Saving, will you sign my chest? I kind of look like Kale Baker. Um. <laughs> what will happen with him? Will he be back? Yeah, I think all the JUCOs are back. I think they, I think they get all them back. I don't, I don't think Ole Miss has a guy who is going to sign for the twenty thousand or the Snickers bar or whatever just to go. I, they, they're going to lose their video for sure. Yeah, I guess we. He goes how high? Guess. 
He's got a chance at second round. Okay. Yeah, something like that. I mean, he's got to go. We're talking about athletic. Can play shortstop at the next level. We're talking about got some, got some, got showed some pop. Um, I what mean, what if the and this is possible? What I'm about sure. to say. What if the big league clubs lose so much money over the next few months that they look at all of these kids and go, "I don't care if you sign or not. We don't have any money. Here's thirty thousand dollars. Take it or leave it." And quite frankly, dude, if you leave it, we're pleased. Well, I was talking to a couple of people over the week about that. I do think a lot of franchises, this is what's going to get kind of squirrely on, I think, two things. One, the draft's going to be college-heavy because scouting has gotten lost this year. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. So it's going to be college-ready for two reasons. For sure. They're known commodities, and then two – you have synergy and you have track man. You have so many different ways to really see advanced analytics on these guys, especially in the major conferences where you okay, sure. we still know what we're getting with those guys. Yeah, when you draft Anthony Servideo, you know what you're yeah, getting. 100%. Yeah. And then the second thing is that so much of the high school signs are senior helium signs where a guy really wasn't on the radar much and all of a sudden he comes out there in his senior year of high school and he's instead of 89, he's 94. And, yeah. you know, for Ole Miss uh, a couple years ago, Stephen Jennings, Caden Lemons, they lost both of them the same way. Kind of underrated, whatever, and then all of a sudden had a growth spurt, boom. got stronger, well, boom. Yeah. There's no season. Yeah, I know. That doesn't happen now. Not only so, that, there's no, no travel ball even to look at real quick. Yeah, so – yeah, th- for those reasons, it's going to go college heavy. I think a lot of franchises are going to go, look, we're going to treat the fourth and fifth round kind of like we usually treat the ninth and tenth round. We're going to throw some senior signs out there. We're going to save some coin. And then in that one, two, three rounds, we're going to pay millions of dollars and get three dudes. I did a beer garden with Brett Taylor today. Um, for those of you who are like, it's a Cubs. We, we didn't even talk about the Cubs. It's baseball stuff and sports stuff. It's It's really good. You should listen to it. Uh, we, we don't talk specifically about the draft, but we talked about, and I had not really thought about it until I was prepping for the interview. Mm-hmm. Mookie Betts, Trevor Bauer, guys that were going to be free agents this year. There's not going to be a market. What Major League Baseball team is going to give Mookie Betts a $300 million contract right now? Because you don't know. I mean... Now, somebody might simply from a gambling statement go, hey, I want that dude. It's a and hell of a gamble, even if it, Even into next year, we'll, I'm going to assume normalcy. And- it's a hell of an assumption. Trent Rosecrans was on our yeah. podcast this week, yeah. and he said, hey, no one knows if there's going to be full attendance at the 21 opener. He wasn't cheering for it. Trent's cheering for baseball, trust me. It's his job. But he was saying, no, but he's right when he says no one knows. Listen, there's a chance that college basketball this season is played without fans. I'm trying not to get on the politics of this because I, I I'm I'm in too good of a mood, but the people who are moving the, the goalpost are winning right now in sports. You think so? Yes. Um Gone from flattening the curve and protecting the hospitals to we have to eradicate the virus. I mean, I could go list the viruses that have not been eradicated. We don't know when vaccines are coming. 
I mean, I hope they have one tomorrow. But I mean, I mean we, you know, look, I get there's cocktails, but we've been talking about complete AIDS vaccines for decades now. You know what I mean? I don't say that's going to happen. I'm just saying you course. don't ever know. Science is science. And of course. It takes takes how long it takes. What do you got? We got a few more. Okay. You want to take some calls real quick? I know people want to call in. All right. Uh, yeah, hold on. That is a great looking hat on you. You like that? It looks natural. I mean, it looks like you. What I was going to say is, I think they get all the, um, I think they get all the JUCO guys back. Keenan is the interesting one to me because, from a pure hitting standpoint, I don't know that Ole Miss has had a complete player like that that I can remember where all three years they put up that level of numbers. Kind of all league kind of numbers. Um, oh yeah, he is interesting. But here's the deal: he's only a first baseman at the next level. Yeah. Is the power really that big? And it's a bad body. Like, look, I ain't got a great body either. But in the, in the from a draft well, standpoint, wonder, does, does his body hold up? If well, because that's what somebody told me the other day. They said, you know, they compare him to like. And again, I hate doing this because we always do the we always do the compare to the great player. But they had a point here. They said, you know. They talk about, well, you know, Miguel Carrera is big or whatever. He said, well, yeah, but he was drafted as a shortstop. Yeah, like, that's different. Usually you gain weight and you put on – if you're already in a weird body style, what happens? Like, that's yeah. what's interesting. So Miguel Cabrera is a bad comp for Tyler Keenum and anyone else, quite frankly, because he's so athletic. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But there, like, the, the, the comp the, – the thing is, if you're scouting and I've only got five rounds, what do you do? Because, yes, he can hit – he probably should have been the SEC freshman of the year. Casey Martin won it. He hit last year. He was hitting like a son of a gun this year. And you're in the SEC. The sample yeah, sure. size is good. Everything's good. Sure. But he can only play first base at the next level. And you just don't know. And he's right-handed. And he's right-handed. Weird spot. Yeah, I don't this know. This is for you. I, I won't read the whole thing. Chase, freeze these. It's from Clutch City Reb 13. Here you are. What is uh, it? It's for you. Freeze uh, these. Oh, cool! Balls. Yeah, yeah. It's a rocks tray. Um, it is. Um, it is a silicone. Um, yeah, rocks maker for ice. Yeah, really, really good. Very nice. Actually, thank you. That's very a, nice. That is. Uh, that is very, very good. Did you show the people in the? Oh, sorry. Stream. That's okay. You're not used to doing this. Yeah, I haven't had to open anything. I'm usually just. It's good. Really good. I'll tell you this, though, uh, not to give away the entire beer garden, but Major League Baseball is in a weird spot. They're, they're, they are poised to fight about money at a time when fighting about money is a really bad idea. Yeah. I'll give the NBA credit. The NBA is not going to fight about money. They're going to play. Major League Baseball's the ownership-player relationship is so bad that they're thinking about fighting over money at a time when I think the American public will say, screw you, we're done. Which might be why MLS is doing the most brilliant thing in the world by getting started soon. And don't get me wrong, I know the majority are not going to watch Major League Soccer. Mm -hmm. But if Major League Soccer gets started before anybody else and it's Atlanta United versus Nashville FC, you're going to watch. Because it's sports. Sure, There's a ball and people running around kicking it. 
Well, that's a great example for me versus the people that turn the golf on on Sunday and go, ah, hell, sure. Sure. They're competing against in well, something, sure. And not only that, but you're hoping it works because if it yeah. works, that means some other stuff comes back. They're carrying their own bags Sunday. No caddies at all. Players carrying their own bags. Just Okay. I mean, I, I've been telling people this for a long time. I know this from talking to college administrators. They are absolutely cheering for these pro leagues. Like, passionately. If you told me that the Keith Carters and the Hunter Juracek's and the uh, John Cohen's are watching Bundesliga on Saturday with cheering for cheering in German, I'd buy it. They need it to work. Mm-hmm. They're all watching. Was it? Is it Darlington on Sunday? They're all watching that. They need it to is work. That where, is that where I it's think at? so. They need it to work. I knew it was in it Charlotte. I think Charlotte's coming up. I think they're in Darlington. They start with Darlington? Because the, the the broadcast crew is going to be in Charlotte in studio. Oh, really? They're going to have one reporter in the pits. I don't know what they're doing for golf from a media standpoint. I haven't seen that. Um, yeah, I don't, I don't know. Getting the hair in your face? Tickling me all over. <laughs> Yeah, it's uh those are the breaks. Yeah. Uh, it also might cloud up my 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 headphones here. I might have a hard time with the Let's see. Yeah, Jacob French talks about Blake Snell's comments. I'm I'm writing about those in the morning. They it's it requires a certain degree of nuance, but are in you, general, they were not well advised. Oh, really? You don't? You, you thought it was kind of meh? I mean, I understood what he was saying. It's now's not the time. Nobody wants to hear that right now, with unemployment where it is. And I'm pretty sure that was Bubba calling, but I uh, I have to fix our speaker situation before I can. Take yeah, it I, I I didn't hear the. It was coming through my computer. Gotcha. So yeah. Uh, John, the bourbon is excellent. It's it's double oaked Woodford Reserve. That, that, it's, that, that's it's awesome. It's like fantastic. It's stop. It's it's excellent. Um, there it goes. It worked that time. Oh, didn't it? Yep, it did. How's it going? Hey, Neil Chase, it's Bubba. How y'all doing? Hey, Bubba. I thought I recognized your your number by this point. <laughs> What's was, up, Bubba? Oh, man, I think, Chase, you done found your, your spirit animal with that hat on. I was going to wonder if you wanted it. If you'd like me to send it to you, just ship me an address, and I'll be happy to, to, to forward it on. We, You and I look like kinfolk with that hat on. But anyway, and Neil, that towing <laughs> hat, I don't know that feller that sent you that, but Dad Burn, I really like that hat. You like that? Yeah. You know, yeah. I, I've kind of you know. I've kind of got an attachment to it as well. It's It uh, feels good. Yeah. So uh, anyway, I've been uh I've been working out tonight with with Jim. You know Jim Bean just sitting here. <laughs> yeah. My uh my wife got her hair done today. Oh yeah. She went to the Walmart's. Yeah, and now she's over with the Green Youngins in Sullivan, in Alabama. And uh, I'm just sitting here with uh with, with the dogs. But um anyway, I ain't got no good repo stores tonight. But how far is Sullivan from where you're at? How far of a travel period is that? 
It's a couple hours. My uh, my daughter lives down there with her husband in Roll Tide Country. Yeah. Are they, uh, are they Alabama he, fans? He, unfortunately. You know, that ain't too far from Amory, so, you know, I'm aware of, the, aware of that area. <laughs> how, yeah. how do you like your son-in-law? Well, he ain't too smart. He, you know, he likes Alabama. That's a good point. It is what it is. Has he ever been to the campus, anyway, or is he just uh, is he just cheering for the tide? Tide. Well, um, he went there one year and then flunked out. But oh, he actually he went to the school. The okay. No matter how yep. long you were there, if you enrolled, you're already in like the top ten percent, right? Like, I mean, you're oh for sure. So he can he can give like a tour of the campus and explain what all them big buildings are for. Yeah, he's got some book learning, but anyway, <laughs> so. But uh, I don't got a repo story this week, but I did have something happen y'all might laugh about. Okay. I got woken up this early um, before my wife left, and she's screaming there's a dead rat on the porch. And I told her no rats ever, you know, smelled that bad. And I looked, and and Senior went out, and he uh, killed him a skunk and got sprayed by him. So, oh. anyway, yeah, I know. Anyway, I had to clean the poor boy off, and he's sitting right here. I had to take some hydrogen peroxide and do that. I mean, I ain't never smelled a dog that smelled that bad. But did anyway. You, did you get both dogs at the same time, or did you get senior and then junior next? <laughs> I got senior first, and uh, then I got junior two years later. They're from the same same breeder. Of course they are. I mean, <laughs> of course. If not, it'd be named like Jeff so, Gordon or something. Yeah, <laughs> yeah they're, they're blue tick he- healers. Yeah. What's anyway. what's a what's a what's a uh, at a good at a at a at a reputable breeder? What's what, what do those run you? About fifteen to two thousand. Really? Piece. Yep. Wait, wait. How much? <laughs> <laughs> Say about yeah. fifteen hundred to two thousand. Oh, okay. Piece. I thought you meant fifteen dollars to two thousand. I was like, there's a little range there, <laughs> Bubba. That's God, a- I wish fifteen. Anyway, do you have to train them? But uh, do you like put them through all the all the all the all the paces? Yeah, they're a lot more trainable than my wife. Yeah, well, that's that that's how that works. Yep. Anyway, we, we would love to talk to you. One. We would love to talk to your wife at some point. That would be that'd be very good. All right. Well, next time she's here, I'll have Mary call in with me. I, we, we'd love that. What's your question? I think you tried to get it out a couple times. Uh, yep. Okay, what do y'all think of pro baseball opening up in maybe July and then NASCAR and, uh, you know, and um, that's our only question. Oh, by the way, Neil, uh, you look like you're going to be messed up like Cooter Brown Knight with that hat on. I'm going to steal it from you. Yeah. I, but y'all have a good night, and I appreciate it. I'll get the hat to you. Uh, yeah, we were just talking about Major League Baseball. I don't know. I, I, I want to think that they're going to do the right thing and that they're going to – they're going to be smart, but I don't know. When you say smart, what do you mean? Not let money get in the way this one year. Yeah. Like I keep waiting for the the owners to be smart enough to see this opportunity as an investment opportunity. Who we got in line? Hey, this is Trip in Memphis. How y'all doing? Uh we're Hey Trip. Great. Well, just tuned in the live stream. Uh, I missed it last week, but I just want to call and say I sent Neil the uh, the Arkansas Houston nut hat. 
Oh, thank you very much. Yeah, yeah, I was uh, I was actually on my honeymoon last week, and I didn't get to watch the stream for. So you're already having to make sacrifices? Is that what you're saying? I mean, are already having to give in? Yeah. Yeah, you know how it goes. I, I caught the tail end. I will say, I pulled my laptop out. I had it for work and <laughs> caught the tail end. But uh, where'd you go on the honeymoon? You know. Well, you know, we we're supposed to go down to the Caribbean, but obviously that was out of play. Um, so we were down at Point Clear, which is over on the eastern shore of Mobile Bay. Oh yes, uh, Neil's area. Family has a house down there, so we got to go and do that, which was, you know, the store's like one as good as it would have been in the Caribbean, but it was still something. So you just put off a bigger trip to later? What do you do? It, yeah, exactly. Okay. Exactly. Which, which in uh, many ways is what, what people should do when they get married. Sure, sure. Especially was, uh, especially when you're young and you get married and it's a huge deal and all everybody's involved in it and there's thousands of stuff and you know what I mean? It's exhausting and all that. I mean, you're you're much better right. off just going someplace for three or four days that's kind of cheap because you're going to be tired and worn out anyway, and then waiting a year and then going on a, a, a trip you can actually enjoy. Yeah, and that's probably what it will end up looking like. Uh, you know, it's real low key. Got married in front of essentially ten people, and then hit the road that night and headed down there instead of having you know the big big celebration big honeymoon all that that's it's been been a good start very low-key very easy enjoyed it that's good congratulations yeah thank you thank you but yeah anyway i just want to call and say neil hope you enjoy the hat hope houston doesn't get too jealous and uh you know come up and try to try to pick it up from me we've got it uh we've got it here in the clark ford studio so we've i'm, I'm quite proud of it it's right there uh, up on the top shelf next to the iowa football helmet Excellent, excellent. Well, you'll, you'll have to send Campbell back up to school with it, you know, hopefully in August. Ooh, hope so, man. Otherwise, <laughs> otherwise it's going to get rough around here, I've got, I got to tell you. Yeah, yeah, I hear that. I hear that. Well, anyway, y'all have a good night and uh, enjoying it. Y'all take care. All right. Thanks, Trip. Open a new one? Sure. This is... Uh, Ann Arbor T-shirt company. Okay. I'm going to guess there's a certain Michigan flavor to it. Yeah, I have a hunch of what's what's coming here. Oh, do you know something? No, I don't think so, but I'm just got a hunch. Okay. Let's call her. Hang on a second. I'll get this open. There is a note, apparently. Okay. Uh, yeah, there appears to be a little gif thing. Uh, let's see. Just another sexy bald guy, funny dad. Oh. Kind of a. Okay. So it's not what we anticipated. Let's see. So something's for the Ann Arbor t shirt company that is not Michigan related? Apparently that is the case. It is a, uh, a t shirt. It says just another, another sexy, sexy ass bald, bald guy. guy. Yep. Okay. You can wear that doing your yoga out on the driveway tomorrow. I could. I could with this hat. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It would fit, fit the stereotype. Uh, man. I mean, the women of North Point would really struggle. Yeah. That would be a lot of temptation. Who are we talking to? Hey, guys. It's Mark from Pigeon. Hey, Mark. Hey, Mark. What's up? Neil, 
could you put a dollar worth on how many dollars worth of clothes you've gotten since y'all started doing this? <laughs> uh, it'd be a, it'd be a, a fairly significant number. I know it's getting up there now. It's not it's not just sports jerseys. You got hats slash wigs. You got like three of those helmets. 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 Yeah. That, that that Hawkeye's helmet is beautiful though. It Last is. Last week. I'm, I, yeah. I'm telling you, Mark, the, the jersey, I mean, I, I went from very indifferent to once I saw it in person, I went, no, that's that's oh. because they don't screw it up. And the white jersey is just fantastic. Yeah. It's they all just good. keep it basic, and it works. It's a good look. I've, I've yeah. been trying to tell Parham here for a while that yeah. – that the uh, there's something he, he like. What do you like about the Big Ten? And I think as as time went on, what I really liked about the Big Ten was Iowa's uniforms. I don't have a Big Ten team. Well, I you should get one. I don't. I don't have a Big Ten team. It's it's my not. My grandma grew up in Ann Arbor, so when I was a kid, I, I liked Michigan, but eh. Yeah, I mean, I've got a buddy from Ann Arbor and like whatever, but I just can't do the Michigan thing. I cheer against Michigan every week. Yeah, I don't. I I don't want one of the superpowers up there, even though Michigan's not that anymore. I, but I, I mean, I want one yeah. of kind of the the, the mid tiers. I mean, you, you got to pull for like the Northwestern or the. Actually, I take that back. It's not really. Hey, I'm appointment viewing, but I really like Wisconsin. I do. I, I really like Wisconsin. Yeah, of course. They're another team like Iowa. I feel like they just run the. Pro style, I offense. They, they know what they are. That's what works so much in college football is teams that a have an identity and b go. By God, I'm sticking to it. Yeah, of course. That that's so much of college football is just knowing what you are. I mean, I was never going to win the national championship, but they're never going to go four and eight either. Yeah. And Wisconsin's been in it. I mean, and Wisconsin's you know. going to come close to winning the national championship, and they're never going to suck. No, ever. So if you're a Wisconsin fan, you know it going into every year. Hey, we're going to win nine games. You show up at the park every week going, hey, we got a shot to win today. Of course. It's all I really Until you play like Alabama or somebody, you're going to win. Yeah. And then when you play those teams, you're like, ah, well, they cheat. <laughs> and then that's how you justify it. Then you go drink. Yeah. Not bad. Yeah. Eat some cheese and, and, and move Iowa's on. credit, haven't they had the same coach for like 20 years and he's just steady been? Barron's yeah. is like 95 or something. Something like that. He's been there 20-something years. Yeah. Yeah, it's, it's, they know who they are. But I did ha- kind of have a two questions for you all. The first one was, you know, I know sports has kind of slowed down, but I've been kind of reading up on college football, and I've noticed that there's a lot of momentum towards the playoff expanding. And obviously I, I feel like the main driving force is because of money, but I'm one of those people, I don't want it to expand. I kind of like it at four people. Or four teams, I should say. Yeah. Like last year, I think there were only three teams that were really worthy of being in the playoff. I think well, Oklahoma was just kind of there by default. I know Neil's an eight-team guy. I'm kind of a six-team guy. But at where I do agree with you is how often does that five, six, seven, eight seed really have a chance to win it, though? But if we're trying to get I, the winner, yeah. how often is that five yeah. through eight winning? Never. I mean, never is a big word, but very, very, very rarely – Here's where they're going is as the bowls become more of a hindrance, if you will, the bowls have become more of a TV grab and nothing else. Um, the, the, you know, if, if you're a player at Iowa, for example, 
and you're an, an elite player who's going to go in the first round, and they had two, maybe three first-rounders this, this past season. Sure. Do you really want to play in the Holiday Bowl and risk it? But if you could play in a playoff game, okay, it's a different deal. And so I think where we're headed is we're going to have the first and second rounds on campus. Okay. And so if you're, yeah. let's say you're the seventh seed, I think what's good, what you're going to see is that seventh seed play in a playoff game at the two seed, and if they lose, they can still go play at the Holiday Bowl. Oh. And if the seniors don't want to play, okay, you turn it into a spring game. Okay. Yeah, that's just I, – I've kept seeing where, you know, there's so many bowls that there's going to be this movement to just expand the playoff and make some more of these bowl games playoff games, which, I mean, it makes sense. I just – for me, it's about the quality of the games. And, for instance, I don't think – maybe the playoffs been, what, going on since 2014, I think – like it, it hadn't been. Yeah, because Ole Miss was in the first think, ranking. Yeah, but yeah, here's yeah, the, not yeah. to interrupt you, but here's the thing: you got to. Are you telling me that on? I guess they would play the quarterfinals around the Christmas weekend, maybe around New Year's. Are you telling me you're not watching four quarterfinal games on Saturday? No, I absolutely am. Yeah, and that's and th- there's the money, and that's that's why. Yeah. I mean, I, I, I agree with you about. And I agree with Chase. We've talked about this. I mean, yeah, the seventh seed, the eighth seed, are they national title contenders? No. But are you watching that game? Of course you are. There's a game in Miami, and there's a game in Dallas, and there's a game in, in, in Glendale, and there's a game in Pasadena, and we're all watching all four games. Even if two of the games suck, we're watching the games. Because, hell, some of the playoff games now, the 1-4 game this past year sucked. LSU beat the sh- out, out of Oklahoma. But, but but it doesn't matter if you're if you're the TV people and you're the college people that want to make money off this. You, you're making bank off that game, mm-hmm. off those games. You just are. It's four games. That's your day. And then the NFL games go on Sunday, and everybody has on Monday when we're back to normal. Especially after this deal, we're all waking up on Monday. Oh, going, oh that was awesome. I mean, you know. So yeah. yeah, I mean, that's we're absolutely headed to an 18 playoff. It's lot. I'm, I'm just telling you, it is absolutely locked in stone yeah and and i get it too it's the money draw and the ratings and all it it makes sense i just and i think y'all agree with me it's just the quality of the games sure yeah sure Sure. yeah that's fine but But, you know but not to belittle college football but this is still a sport that has the weekend in november when the sec plays the southern conference i mean so it, it, it's you know you, you, when you when you follow college football you you already accept that there are going to be multiple games over the course of a season that are not competitive, that are not right. that are not good football that you're only watching because it's the uniforms and that's your team. Yeah, well, yeah, and then a, another question I had, Neil. Um, so I've been pretty intensely following Ole Miss basketball ever since Kermit's first year. And I was pretty hyped up about his second season. Obviously, that didn't go well um, for a number of reasons. I think they just had bad luck with injuries and the team wasn't as good as they thought it was going to be. But, um, you know, I've been keeping up with how you pronounce the name, Romello Yes, Romello White. Yeah, I'm hoping they get him. But I also think they're losing Tyree 
Yeah. And I don't know how that team's going to – I just feel like Kermit's going to be in a really weird spot this season. Because if they get White, I feel like they're going to have some really good, you know, front court players. But I just don't know if they can replicate the production they got from him. I don't know if they can get that from three guys every game. Because I don't think one guy's just going to step up and – drop 25 points a game like three and one no but if you tell me that jarkel joiner and matthew morell combined to get 20 a game i'd believe it yeah romello white would give them a presence on the inside that they don't have today it would take some pressure off of dmc it would uh it would allow them to be more versatile with kj buffin with his foul issues it would allow them to to use blake henson as more of more of a two slash three than a three slash four uh it, it it would give them it give them a pretty good roster. Actually, I, I think if they get Romello White, they're an NCAA tournament team. Yeah, I, to me, the big thing is if they can land another, you know, post player, and then they can just coach up Blake Henson to, you know, widen his game a little bit more, and then just get KJ Buffin to have a jump shot. Yeah, I mean, don't forget that. that, that don't forget Blake missed an entire off season and. And yeah. spent spent several months wondering if he'd ever get to play basketball again. I mean, you know, I, I yeah. just I just think I'm not giving an excuse for some of the the shots that he takes because his his shot selection has to get better. I get all of that, but he is a young person, and that was a hell of a traumatic experience. And we'll see. I mean, this his junior year and KJ's junior year will be their critical years from a development standpoint, and I won't be at all surprised if they end up being really good players. Yeah. Thanks for yeah, the call. Thanks. Really appreciate it. All right. Thanks, guys. Absolutely. Is that it? Uh, we have one more. Okay. Go ahead. No reason to keep one for next week. We'll see what. This is quite heavy. The box is? Yes, this is from uh, Aunt Ruby's Peanuts. Okay. Uh, in... Uh, Enfield, North Carolina. Okay. Caller, just hold on a second. We can talk to the caller. Okay. Caller, who are we talking to? What's up, guys? This is Bryce from Madison. How are you? Doing good. Just got a quick question off the law. We've got we've got a bachelor party. Okay. Scheduled for July seventeenth. Mm. Okay. Do we go to Destin and risk the golf? Or do we go to Smith Lake and just hang out on the lake for the week? Uh, you go to Smith Lake and hang out on the I lake. I was going to say week. I go to Destin because I, really? I think it's going to be fine by then. Well, I'm not sure that Smith Lake might be the better one anyway, though. Oh yeah, what do you what What is the goal of this bachelor party? Not we're not trying to be too crazy. Just having a good time. We're, okay. The wedding is August the first, so we're still trying to wait that out, and make sure it's done, but. Yeah, I think Chase might be right. I might just do the Smith Lake thing. That's nice and cool, and you can you can uh, have some fun on the lake. And you're not worried about whether Florida is going to be okay, even though it probably will be. Um, yeah, I'm. I th- I think down the road, especially, you'll be glad you did Smith Lake. My, my my opinion. You're trying to keep it laid back. Yeah, it's more of a laid back bachelor trip. Yeah, I think that's the play. Yeah, I, I do too. All right, guys. Y'all have a good night. Enjoy the show. Appreciate it. Glad we could help. We're help people helping people here. 
So we got a lot of pecans or peanuts. I'm peanuts. sorry. Peanuts. These are Aunt Ruby's. Okay. I'm trying to get a box out. There's several. These are the, uh, the honey hun- roasted. Honey roasted. All right. What else we got? Aunt Ruby's. Okay. Seeing if we're having to like dibs this. Roasted or Redskins. Okay. Those are fine too. Boxes are, are very well packed. More honey roasted. Okay. I'm going to guess this next one is the roasted Redskins as well. You think there's two and two? <laughs> Louisiana Lafayette. I mean, Louisiana Monroe. Nope, I was wrong. Country style. What's that mean? What's a country style peanut? I don't know. We can find out. Yeah. All right, caller, who's on the line? It's Trevor. What's up, Trevor? Not much. Uh, I got a couple questions. First one, where's the chia pet at? I don't think we we have not actually got the chia pet going yet. We will yeah, do that. We're, we're before working next on week. we're working on something for the studio here as as we have collected uh, gifts and donations. It's getting display area, but it does not currently have that display area. That is gotcha. a big. Well, I, just, I saw that they were talking about it on the Facebook or on the on the YouTube. I thought I'd ask about it. Yeah, it's uh, it's still here. Um, it's down on the floor. Neil picked it up a second ago. We're going to have it displayed shortly. Okay. Uh, my serious question, all this MPW digital uh, swag y'all got, you, you talk about you give away the – the uh, hey, there it is. You talk about giving away the, the koozies and everything, but you never do. <laughs> is there ever, ever going to be a chance we can buy some of that stuff and um, give it away? We had we we'd worked out kind of a couple different things there. The pandemic screwed it up, to be honest. We had kind of made some stuff. We just kind of put some of it on hold right now because of um because of everything going on. It just seems it didn't seem like the right time for it. But in saying that, yeah, especially the old stuff here, because like I said, new new logo and all. Some of the old stuff, I, I do think we actually do need to give it away. What we talked about is we're really bad about shipping. Um, we, we need to be a little better about that. But, yeah, then if we have any events, I think we're just going to pile a bunch of it up and let people get what they want and uh, take it with them. So the problem with events is y'all, it's, it's a long ways to Jackson, Mississippi, when y'all usually do stuff like that. But, uh, I was just curious. Yep. We're, we, we need to get better. You're right. We'll uh, we'll work on that because we do we, we have a lot of it. I mean, I pull. Hey, hey Trevor, send, yeah. send one of us an address. Yeah. All right, I can do that. Okay, yeah, send it to us on either DM on the board or on Twitter. All right, appreciate it. All right, cool. Would you like to try a country-style peanut? I would love to try a country-style peanut. I'm impressed I did that without cutting myself. I kind of am, too. I thought you were going to have to go ask for utensils of some sort. No, I'm... I'm uh... Who's on the call? I don't pass out those degrees at ULM. You got to get an What's up, Leif? What's going on, fellas? I'm out walking the dog with a drink in my hand like uh, the scoundrel that I am. Those would be fantastic in a Coca-Cola. A Coca-Cola? It would. Those are good. They'd be good in a Coke, right? Yeah. All right. Sorry, Leif. Go ahead. I apologize. We're eating peanuts. That's okay. Hey, uh, last night I was flipping the channels. Full Gun was on Showtime, and it's been a while since I watched it. What was on Showtime? I'm sorry. Full Gun. Okay, gotcha. All right. 
And uh, my wife had never watched it, and she was a little shocked by a few of the things that were said on the <laughs> <laughs> on Bull Durham, obviously. But I started thinking, like, how awesome would it be if there was, like, not a sequel uh, per se, but, like, I would love, like, a Netflix TV show of Crash Davis becoming a manager. And I, I just started all day long, I was like, kind of manager would would crash davis be uh he kind of he already like, was one anyway so we we, we know the oh, general yeah, like, he'd kind of have a certain yeah, david ross gonna, vibe to him wouldn't he what what and see then i started thinking like who would be i mean catchers are always naturally sort of become managers and then i was like well who would be a better manager would it be crash davis or would it be uh gus from uh Love of the game because Gus gives that one that one pep talk. Oh, that is you know about so how we good. don't think right now. Yeah. So I don't be careful. So like, There's a rabbit hole here for Neil that he will get down and not come out of for a while. Keep going. I'm. I'm you, hey, you've I, got my attention now. So yeah, I was just thinking like which who like as far as a sports character, like who would be like who would be the best manager or coach. Of any of those, uh, you know, any of those sports movies, and something else, I was reading up on Bull Durham, and uh, one of the guys that was in Bull Durham was also uh, Shooter's son in uh, Hoosiers. Which, how crazy is that? Like two of the best sports movies ever. That's what that guy's resume is. That's that's strong. Who would yeah. be better, Gus Strinsky? Or Crash Davis. Did we get enough of Gus to really have an accurate opinion? Do we get enough? Well, you you knew enough about Gus that Billy Chapel told the manager that day, "It's me and Gus." Because the manager, because the manager wanted to throw to some, wanted to throw someone else. Because he said, "Billy, I really want to get one of these games." Yeah. And Billy said, "Well, I do too, but it's me and Gus." Yeah. Have I ever have I ever asked you? I mean that's that's coming from Billy Chapel who had had a 15 year career. Won a Cy Young, won a World Series. I mean, was Mister Tiger? Yeah. And Gus was his guy. I'm throwing to Gus. Today. And look at Gus. Gus does not look like he had any uh, tread left on the tires. I mean, Crash Davis looked like a big leaguer a little bit. Looked Gus, like an aging big leaguer. Gus he, did not look like he had any chance to catch a game in the bigs. No, he looked like he was already the bench coach. I mean, he looked like he was a backup catcher in the beer league. Yeah. See, I, I started thinking today, I was like, well, Crash Davis would have worked out better like back in the day, obviously, because that's – and I, I, I guess both those movies were sort of back in the day. But, but Gus and his pet talk seems a little bit more – a better fit for for athletes that are a little bit that don't respond as much to to just you know being called lollygaggers and throwing bats in the shower and you know <laughs> lollygaggers. Which that's a gr- that's a great scene because Crash Davis is just sitting there shaving and the manager's <laughs> asking him for advice. Yeah. So. <laughs> I, I do love like the scene the where he comes out. He comes out and they're meeting on the mound, and it's the, it's the coach, not the manager, but the coach comes out and he's like, 
you know, like we're dealing with a lot of shit here. <laughs> <It's> like, <laughs> Mark had this in the live stream. I was already thinking it. Where are we putting Jake Taylor into this argument? Oh. Ooh, that's a good one. He called. He called the play to win the uh, for the for the Indians. Yeah, to win the pennant. Yeah, I mean, beat out a hell of a bunt. He did. No chance in hell yeah. in real life, no. but sure, beat out a hell of a bunt. Uh, I, I, I'm drove a bullpen car straight around to the apartment all around. Clark, I catch myself siding with Crash Davis because of his minor league experience. He would have just about seen everything. All different levels. He yeah. spent. He had a cup of coffee in the show. There was enough there. Yeah, he developed. Yeah, it's the the answer to the question. As much as I want it to be Gus, the answer to the question is Crash. And he knows how to get a rain out too. He does. Yeah, absolutely. With the the uh, the dance was it gymnastics or a ice dancers? They got off the bus. Yes, they, they were ice dancers. Ice dancers. And, uh, yeah. yeah, everybody. Yeah, I haven't watched this movie all the way through in a while. I'm, yeah. I'm, I've only watched it four hundred times. So yeah. yeah, it's on Showtime right now. Which I don't know if you if you have any of the pay sites, but yeah, uh, Showtime right now seems to have just like last night. I I turned it on Almost Famous, and then when I watched that, that was Almost Famous. I watched. Uh, full Durham. It's like, damn, this is a successful night. If you don't mind me asking, forty-two year old man. I was going to get ready to ask, how old are you? So you're a little too young to have remembered, like the Showtime or not Showtime, but Cinemax, HBO, late night. Cinemax. When, yeah, when they had oh, when they had yeah. the signal scrambled. Oh yes. Yeah, those were the days. I yes, I, I, me and me and my friends, we all talked about the. Uh, some of the OPs that there were, I guess you'd say, old standards that we used to watch. Yeah, mine was uh, mine was personally, what was uh, blame it on Rio. Oh yes, <laughs> yeah boy. <laughs> See, Neil knows exactly what I'm talking about. Yep. Chase wouldn't be laughing if he'd seen it. Yeah, I'm I'm a little younger, so. I can remember going over to my friend Neil Fuller's house, and they had uh, HBO. And we stayed up late to watch ten, so we could watch Bo Derek run on the beach. Ooh, and that was and that was the, the room got quiet. The, the room <laughs> got quiet. Where's Mister Fuller these days? I don't know where he is now. What's his name? Neil Fuller. All right, find him, guys. Uh, Rustin, Louisiana. He had a Labrador or a Golden Retriever, one or the other, named Lucky. Really? Yeah. And his dad, his dad had a subscription to Playboy. Okay. Yep. It was the house to be it's at. His house was like a damn carnival, wasn't it? <laughs> no, I mean, he had the Fuller house was the place to be. It was a little wilder than the McCready house. We didn't. If my dad had a subscription to Playboy, I never discovered it, and um, we we did not splurge on HBO and Cinemax. But every once in a while, on the scrambled signal, you could get a freeze frame for just a minute of boobs. Yeah, you could make out one nipple. Yeah, 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 <laughs> yeah. See, we uh, we didn't really have uh, really didn't have cable growing up. Well, my dad uh, my dad was a biker back in the eighties, which was kind of a weird thing back then. Not nearly as weird now, but he used to have a subscription to a magazine called Easy Rider, which had a bunch of naked women on motorcycles and all the 
all my buddies used to like to come to our uh, our house. And the funny thing is, uh, the Oxford writer Larry Brown actually his first uh, first story he ever wrote was published in Easy Rider. And hmm. one year, I actually found it uh, found it through my dad's old uh, collection, and uh, his uh, biographer actually used it and then she donated it to uh to the university library so my dad actually has one of his old biker porn magazines in the old miss library with uh hmm. with the brown rut the brown cover on it and everything oh huh. interesting close as my dad ever came to college so yeah. you know yeah i'm proud of him <clears throat> life thanks man anyway well hey my dog just pooped. I gotta go. All right. See y'all. <laughs> uh, uh, Bull Durham. We could we could we could talk about that one day. Oh, it's a great movie. There's a lot there. I was, Bull Durham has a lot there. It's one of those two, like where you. I mean, because like I said I grew up a little younger. You watch it, not as it's a kid, but whatever, and you don't you don't get half of the jokes. Like you're just kind of watching a baseball movie or whatever. Yeah. And then as you get older, it's like, oh, oh yeah, it wasn't really a baseball. Yeah, movie. yeah, yeah, yeah. There's this and that and whatever, and it's it's a uh, it's 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 yeah. So uh, ten, yeah, yep, yeah. way before Dudley Moore and Bo Derek. If you say Bo Derek was in it, I don't know who else was, but Bo Derek was running down the beach. Well, Dudley Moore, who plays the best drunk in history, and Arthur. Yeah, nobody was, nobody in the Fuller household that night was worried about Dudley Moore. Was worried about anything but Bo Derek running down the beach. That was the goal of the evening. Was to get to that place. Yep, and the room got quiet. Kind of. Okay. We had to think for themselves for a minute. Yeah. It's not like it is today. I can't imagine being 12 or 13 today. Don't have to be as resourceful. resourceful. No, you just need a phone. Yeah. <laughs> Internet device. Yeah, you don't have to wait till 1 in the morning and hope hope for the scramble to work out just right. Yeah. Oh, Lord. Uh, and then you got to sear it into your brain. <laughs> it's not like now. <laughs> This is my one chance for the week. We gotta. Yeah, uh, no, I mean, I gotta. This moment has to work out just right, and I, I can't blink. Yeah. <laughs> oh gosh. Uh, really good gifts. All right, or unboxes or whatever heck what we're calling these things. Uh, appreciate all uh, all that. Neil's Orioles jersey didn't make it very long at all. It's it didn't. Kind of hanging out over there. Um. <laughs> Quiet, except for heavy breathing. That's about right. You got into the. Uh, Got into the peanuts, got into the whiskey a little bit. Peanuts are great. Peanuts are really good. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's a. I, I'd, n- I'd never heard of that before, but that was uh that was good stuff. So it's uh, Aunt Ruby's peanuts. Okay. It's in North Carolina. For anyone who might want to be looking online, or looking for a website. Yep, AuntRubysPeanuts.com. Okay. AuntRubysPeanuts.com. Okay really good yeah they are they're 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 great so uh podcast tomorrow form for uh for this one again we'll have a uh some semblance of a wine tasting next week um have a lot of fun with that we'll have a good time 
And then uh, we'll be back here on Thursday night as well. We probably will have – the wine thing won't, probably won't be Thursday night. It'll be sometime <coughs> – not other than morning, so I don't know. We'll let you know what time that will be. But afternoon, early evening, something like that is just a guess off the top of my head as we kind of uh, figured this thing out. So uh, Neil had a beer garden with uh, Brett Taylor. It's up um, and, uh, and more. So, there's a mind uh, of my money up. Yeah, that's right. uh, there's, uh, I think we're taping a soft verbal maybe tomorrow. We're, we're kind of waiting for something to happen so we can talk about it. But okay. yeah, there's, there's podcasts for you to listen to. Highly recommend the beer garden. If you don't normally listen to beer garden, this is one I think you would really enjoy. Okay. So plenty of that coming up. And, uh, as always appreciate you guys tonight. We'll talk to you again very, very soon.